Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez show starts right now. It is the Ron and Fez show on a weekday, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I'm Ron Bennington, and we basically have become somewhat of World Cup Central. And I'm telling you right now, it's impossible to know. The difference between, I guess, who would ever be considered the, the front runner and somebody who's an underdog is so close in the sport. We just don't have it in other sports where it's really one play could change everything. Um, Fuzz Watley kicking ass for us, though, in the uh, hardcore. And over in the Ron Bennington Cupcake, Sir own Chris Stanley has moved into second place. Uh, as far as the one that we've got 1,600 players uh, playing, I'm not sure if we're going to know how anyone's doing for a couple weeks with that. Uh, yeah, I think because they have to get through the group stages first before, and then, yeah. and then past that, too. I have to get into like, the corner files before anything. Why would Blowhard put us in the dullest of all leagues? It's a three-week three, three layover. All right. Um, I know we won't I, see any results till group play is done, but I really don't feel good about my bracket play right now. Uh, I just want to do this in this direction. I want the new theme call, uh, song for Blowhard that... To be, is there a song like "You Put Us in a Lot More of a Boring League" than HTGs? Do a lyric search. Yeah, lyric search. If it's like boring brackets or dull league, whatever you can come up with. All right, eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. We're looking for the. And Ichiban, of course, means. That's right. There's no one here to say. I guess Ichiban just basically means uh, Ichiban. Is there a song called like Blowhard, Why Did I Believe You when you said you that this was a fun bracket? Still searching. I mean, there shouldn't be any bets that you're waiting weeks to even find out how you're doing. No, this is like the exact opposite of like horse racing where it's two minutes that I get to see how much money I've lost. As opposed to this, where it's three weeks and still another fucking three weeks after that. You're that's why you can't even bet football. You need you need your pain to come quickly. Instant gratification. Yeah. Is what I need. Instant. Well, what's the exact opposite of gratification? Disappointment. I, I guess that's what usually what happens. What you should do is always have a monkey in your wallet pulling at your cash because that's basically all that you're looking for, Hicks. Yeah, I don't want to have it in my wallet at all. Once it's in there, it's got to get out immediately. Uh, yeah, it's got to get out because it's burning a, a hole. And plus, if you have cash in your wallet, it looks like a chance of a future. And you certainly don't want that. No. Um, all right, we'll get this uh, show started today. Uh, Fez Watley and I went out and had uh, dinner with the boss last night, Hicks. And Was it nice? I would say Watley was in rare form but uh, it's all too common to be rare. He came in. We were in Tribeca. Nice. And he came in like we asked him to meet us in the Congo. That somehow some crazy adventure had happened to him in Lower Manhattan. Um, before I left the yesterday, I saw him on Google Maps trying to figure out how to get down there. And I said, just take the F train. It's going to be fine. It's Tribeca. There's Google Maps. It tells right. you exactly where to go. Didn't it work? It didn't work out that simply for me. I got on the wrong train. 
<clears throat> I got the blue line and the red line mixed up. Dude, it's Manhattan. It's you're you you can't be lost. He came in and said to me, I was terribly lost. I said, You can't be. You Great. live on an island. You can't there's nowhere to get lost to. Well, I got off the train and I got out at one of those uh stops. Where? One of those stops. Isn't that the type of thing like your grandmother would already? What are those? What do you call them? A stop? Yeah, it's a stop. No, it was one of the stops where like five different streets all intersect. Where were you? Um, I got off the C train at Canal Street, and you get off there. Canal Street. The Gangs, New York. Well, you get you off. can't live in New York and not know Canal Street. When you get off there, you see Sixth Avenue, you see Varick, you see everything but Canal Street. When you walk up uh, to the surface, doesn't matter the surface. Are so what happened dweller? for you then? Why did you come in all sweaty and nutty to the restaurant? Because at that point, I was all turned around. If I had gotten on the one train, what did you end up doing? I ended up getting in a cab. How difficult was that? Um, I mean, it should not be hard. You're in a cab. You can tell them to tell, take you anywhere you want. They have GPS. Well, once I started running late because I got lost, and then when I got in the cab... You weren't late. And then when the cab picked me up, he's like, yeah, this is a really bad time to be in traffic. So it was getting later, and I was stuck in traffic and had no idea which way I was going. I got all turned around. Absolute nightmare. Ten years. Ten years he's been living in the city. Canal Street isn't that tough to figure out. And, and first of all, if you make a uh, one move, you're on the east side, the other move, you're on the west side. You know you had to go to the west side. Right. So you didn't have a huge pro problem. There was no problem. And then, of course, the sun was going down at that point. Just that weird oh, light. No. It was not going down. Then. It didn't go down for another two hours. It went down two hours later, which he decided to panic during the dinner. It's, it's just dinner, though. It's a meal. Um, Anthony, Jersey, you're on Run Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, Fez, you know those yellow cars that drive around the city? You can get in them. Tell them where you want to go and give me about 15 bucks, and I'll get you right to the doorway. Um, of, uh, you know, there is no bucks. reason for him to sit and worry about fucking trains and which train goes where. He doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have to do it. And you didn't have sundowners before, did you? I thought you got sundowners later in the uh, in the meal. It was there It was there when I got out and got all turned around and couldn't figure out what I was. But that wasn't sundown. So how could you have sundowners? Because I was. you could see it starting to go down on the west side. I was, we were right there. Right where? Near the sun? The sun went down at 9 o'clock last night. By Mercury? It's one of the longest days of the year. The time that you were talking about was two and a half hours before. So are you saying that you get a bad feeling for two and a half, three hours every day now? Well, yeah, because it's a long sunset. <sighs> I'm telling you, he was unbearable, Hicks. Then he's doing his, I'm just listening. Now, there's only three of us, me, the boss, and him. You're not hearing anything out of him for long stretches of time. So, you know, the boss and I are making small talk, talking New York real estate. It goes on forever. So I'm like, um, all right, so you're kind of, all right, that restaurant is situated between Tribeca and I guess the High Line to the north. And uh, finally the boss says the Fez. I mean, literally trying to pull him into this thing. 
Because let's face something. We're not applying for a job or anything. This is just a nice fucking meal between three guys who are, you know, friends and work together. There's no pressure to this meal any more than if the three of us went out for a meal. So then he says to Fez, oh, have you been to the High Line? And it's a certain little park in New York City. And Fez says, yes, I went to the High Line on my last vacation. What? So I guess what he meant to say was, yeah, I had a, you know some time during the last vacation, and I went over and saw a park that is you know basically 20 minutes from my house. Instead, he says that he went there on the last vacation, which now seems like he's vacationing in New York. It's, uh, how awkward was this on a scale of 1 to 10, this entire dinner? Oh, uh, like the rest of dealing with Fez, a 10. It was literally a 10 the whole time. Pretty fucking crazy. <sighs> yeah, that one did not come out right. Mm. And then that was it for another 40 minutes. What? So in the middle of 80 minutes, that's the only time. For, he tells us the... And I'm like thinking to myself, just jump in. What's the big deal? I don't know. I... And you can't have sundowners for three hours a night. It's like a fifth of your day. Yeah, it's just too much. Day. It's too much. It's probably just getting lost, really. was lingered. You, you can't get lost when there's nowhere to get lost. You can get lost in uncharted fucking territory. This is New York City. It's on a grid. I met people from L.A. last night walking around, and they were less fucking worried. Maybe you get your own GPS uh, phone of some sort, maybe. And then, even when we come out of the restaurant, he was flying looking for a fucking train station. No time to spend a little time down in Tribeca, walk around, just like I have to get home. It's nice down there. I know. It's fucking... Could revisit the High Line. <laughs> Relive some of the great times of your vacation. It's gotten amazingly crazy with him. And I know the fucking psychiatrist isn't doing a goddamn thing. I had to have her fucking hit. Could we burn the building down somehow with her in it? Well, it's like 32 floors, so I'd feel bad for all the other people that get taken out. Collateral damage. Yeah, I guess you're right. Trying to help ourselves here. That is the way that you got to look at it when you're a military man. There's sometimes people on the side. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Chuck. Chuck and Maine, you're on Fez. Hey, boys. Uh, Ichiban, Ronnie, did the defending. World Cup champs can't get over the Paraguay hurdle. They draw. Yeah. They're killing me. They were lucky to get that draw, too, dude. They sure were. They were trailing. Unbelievable. Italy is uh, is a mystery to me. But, you know, all this stuff can get very mysterious. I would really fucking worry about putting money down on a soccer game. Oh, it, no way. It would be putting money on highlight. Yeah, it highlight. is. It's, yeah, it's that fucking crazy. A lot of upset specials. It's fucking crazy. There is, a, uh, I guess, an upset if a tie is an upset. But, and, like, if you're the best team in the world, you're lucky to have a 1-0 uh, win. That's nuts. And, and this Ronaldo here has right? got a yellow card on him. Fuck. I think I have him, too, in my fucking fantasy league. One more, and he's fucking watching the rest of the tournament. 
from over back in fucking Portugal. Come on, man. Now, here's my problem with World Cup. It the, starts to, uh, the sun starts to go down? The actual World Cup trophy. This thing is way too small. It looks like they're winning a Golden Globe Award. It's solid gold, though. It's solid gold. It's worth a shitload of money. It's How not- big you want something to be solid gold? And is it really solid gold? I think so. It's really like $300,000 or something. This I had thing. no fucking idea. I just makes our trophies look like dick. And there's another fucking soccer uh, trophy that's worth like, I don't know, $2 million. It's all diamond and gold. It's fucking crazy. They're all crazy. Well, also remember, everybody gets a medal. Oh, yeah. So that's better than most. I actually think a medal is better than a ring. Because a ring always looks um, ridiculous. But with a medal... It looks like you've done something good in the army or something. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking you just can't bet on this fucking game. The worst thing we ever got into was this World Cup. It's just become a nightmare for our life. Are you sure? Uh I don't know. I go back and forth. John, New York, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Mr. Bate. Listen, yeah. I got the itchy bond for uh international rugby in Harrison on Saturday, Harrison, New Jersey. Yeah. Red Bull Stadium. Uh, it's the three matches there. It's going to be Russia versus Uruguay, U.S. versus the French, and English versus Canada. Oh, this is over in Newark? No, Harrison, Red Bull Stadium. It's right near Newark, though. Right All up right. the past That's the brand new uh, stadium? Red Bull Stadium, yep. Yeah. 12 o'clock. Right, so these are the best players in the world playing rugby? Well, it's a Churchill Cup. It's, a, it's like a divisional cup. Okay. All right, I'm going to keep an eye. I saw some ads for this. And I don't think I've ever watched uh, rugby be played live. I've seen it on TV. Uh, I might need to meet you over there, John, so I can go over the rules with you. I'll be looking for you, Mr. Big. All right, just let me know how you bet. Um, let me know how he makes myself a little bit of scratch on this game that I don't know much about. Whatever is his action, fucking throw some cash down. What I'd like to see is Russia minus six. We could do that. Uh, and then I'm ready to get involved a little bit. I did not know this was a solid gold trophy. That's what I read last week. I was like, what the fuck? This thing's Then what crazy. are the U.S. trophies? Garbage? Feels like it. Our fucking trophies look like they're made out of mirrors. It's like crystal or some cheap garbage. They're what? all hollow. Why does the rest of the world have to mock us? So do they? is the trophy there every day? I'm not sure. I, I, it has to be, I would think. Probably under lock and key or some shit. I, if, I'd like to see the Riddler hit it then and steal it. And then I would always leave this riddle. When is a trophy not a trophy? When I have it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Pat, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there, Ronnie B. Yeah. Miss uh, Hey, uh, Ronnie B., what do you think about New Zealand tying it up there in the end? What are you going to do? That's the way the game's played, my friend. New Zealand, shocking the world. I have for the win, so it was just a tie. You picked him for the win? Yeah, it helps that special. I can't. I know I'm going from New Zealand, so that's I can't it. run you down because you're fucking killing. You're absolutely killing, Hicks. And uh, you can't uh, be stopped. Uh, I noticed, Hicks, Fred Willard in the building yes. today. And we don't have him. No, we don't. He's going to the Trucker Channel. So I go, well... Why don't we have him? Oh, he, an hour is too long for him to do. I said, why would I need him an hour? And this fucking stupid computer is froze up again. 
Who are the new interns? There's Stephanie and Toby who are in today. I'm gonna need one to step up. Okay. I'm. I keep waiting for these with these new interns, for one to break away from the pack. I'm trying to disseminate them, but it's all it's all fucking it's a tight race right I now. I want you look them over and see which one's in the uh, mood to co-host. Number one cannot be uh, frightened by the Earth's orbit. Realizes that uh, there is days and nights. Get it out there. Um, Corey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I want to get your opinion. World Series for uh, baseball. We're the only country that plays Major League Baseball, but yet we call it the World Series. Well, we're not actually the only country that plays, and it doesn't even look like we could be the best anymore. But when we did name it the World Series, we were the whole world. Um, so I have no problem with that. But now there's other fucking countries playing the game. Perhaps they should be invited into the World Series. All the English people are, are raising uh, stink about that we play the World Series. And, I could give a yeah. fuck what the English people raise stink about. Why don't they do this? Forget about watching World Cup for five seconds. Grab some goddamn mops and clean up that shit that you made down there in the Gulf. I'm fucking furious about that. Obama's going to show up tonight. And his first line apparently was, it wasn't me. I don't know if that's the way to start this. That's how I'd do it. Gotta get out of the way that you're not fucking responsible for this shit. I hope he opens this way. The sun is going down. Uh, I got on the wrong train. And I've only lived here 10 years. I think he's going to try to be tough guy Obama tonight. Where he's just really uh, letting BP have it. May even use the word ass again. So he's speaking tonight, 8 o'clock tonight, when we get the state of the Gulf. He was having some nice uh, cruise ship drinks as he was sitting in the Gulf uh, Mexico yesterday. So he has to do the thing of, this is horrible, this is a disaster, yet head to the beaches, people. Everything's fine, everything's normal. Like fucking Jaws. You got to do that same thing, like the mean fucking mayor Jones. Amity, as you know, means friendship. That I wish they should fucking bring that guy out to fucking speak for Obama. Just tugging at his tie. Everything's here. We got the actual oil spill, and I was talking with Chief Brody, and he tells me it's going to be just beautiful. I hope fucking Obama opens up the shark right there on the fucking dock and the Kittner boy's fucking guts spill out all over the place. Shark's probably dead already from the oil. Obama, I don't know if he ever wanted to be president. I think he liked running for it. But being president, I think he should fucking, I think he should say this tonight. I don't know. Maybe Hillary should have done this. She's kind of mean and pushy and doesn't care if people don't like her. So I'm just going to let Hillary do it for a while. I think the sun is going down. <sighs> Quick endorse. Even after you were upset last night, Fez, why head back to the train? Why not just get in a cab? It'll take you right to your house. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. You have people do it for you. Um, Hicks, this fucking story. Still waiting for the answer. This story surprised me. Number one, 
on-demanded movie all time, The Hangover. That's crazy. That that I mean, it's a popular movie, and it's by the guy who did Old School. But I can't believe it ever that no one's nothing else has beaten it yet. We had that director on our show. Oh, he's uh, great. I just don't know. Uh, I guess the that the on demand is getting bigger than ever too. It's kind of cheating a little bit. That you know, it's not like exactly competing against Star Wars and shit. But I didn't know that a lot of people didn't even have like on demand in their fucking cable for a long time. Well, I think um, there's also a lot of people have DirecTV, and that doesn't have on-demand from, I think. What do they have? I don't know. I, I'm not sure what they have. I just, I just hear things from DirecTV customers. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there, Ron. Uh, what's Fez going to do if there's ever an eclipse? I, um, I could just say I'm running into traffic. Murder-suicide, maybe? Yeah. Kills the cat and himself. <laughs> Kill, kills the cat and then himself. Um, I'm sure there will be some panic involved, like I was some ancient tribe. What do you mean by that? Who just didn't know what an eclipse oh, was. Oh, back to the eclipse. I thought you were talking about killing the cat. I fucked up. That's my fault. Rip its heart out. Uh, Phil, Alabama, you're on a fest. Phil, we got you, bud? Yeah. Then go ahead and start talking. I didn't hear you. Now you can. I can hear you now. <laughs> uh, Phil, seriously, if I could dive through a phone and choke, I'd fucking do it. Uh, going back to The Hangover, I think it's, it was number one on demand because that's the last big comedy that's come out. I think it, once the next big like fucking summer comedy that's R-rated comes out, it's going to fucking surpass it. Why didn't that get him to the Greek fucking do a lot better? It seems like all the same kind of humor and everybody should like that one. I think people just don't really like Jonah Hill and Russell Brand. I think I had no idea this. I thought they were both beloved. Really? I yeah. don't. Th I don't see that at all. I, don't I think thought Jonah like Hill. Uh, everyone gets the big kick out of him. He's a funny, funny kid. And Russell Brand, I thought was this adored by people. I think women like him because he's considered fucking hot. But I don't think men like him really. He makes me laugh. Really? Uh, yeah. And he's going to. I think he's going to uh, remake Arthur. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he might be able to pull that off. I mean, he's, he already has basically that persona as a drunk. I never knew fun. you to be the jealous type, but it seems you're a little jealous of Russell Brand. I'm just saying what people are thinking. Yeah, well, what are you, a spokesman for the people now? I could Why be, sure. Why are you getting sure. your fucking feelings hurt so, so quickly? Hey, I'm just saying something. Why do people even think that's a fucking excuse? If they could just say this. Hey, I was just saying. What, that, that doesn't mean that you don't stand behind it? Sure. Your mom's a dick bag. What are you talking about? Hey, I'm just saying things. Just letting you know. I'm just saying. Um, John, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, how you doing? Good. Uh, what about getting Fez a personal assistant? He was going to give uh, Dave two grand a month. You think a personal assistant would help with that? Clean up cat shit, cat hair, get him here, get him there. I couldn't even get him to just get in a fucking cab tonight. Uh, last night. Uh, Tom, you're on Fez. Yeah, I know why Fez didn't take the cab last night. Because he would have had to pay for it. Why so cheap? Why so gay? Whatever happened to that song? I right right got a big kick out of that. Who even started that gimmick? Oh, that was Big A. Yeah. The birthday boy, <laughs> yeah. Big A. And Sleeves made a song about it. Yeah. Then Sleeves came up with a hit song.
What do you want, Big A? Why? Why? Why are you so gay? Why an hour to do a sentence all of one syllable words? Oh, come on. He's having fun with it. You're being cruel. If it's, um, why it's so cheap? Oh! oh, oh big A! Oh, perfect. In the battle of peasant big A, I take big A any day. Wheels of mean vocabulary. Why so cheap? Why so, so gay? The battle of big A and Pez. Pez's head's not like a Pez. But there's nothing to dispense. No candy to dispense. Why so cheap? Why so gay? Uh, uh, I'm just curious. Um, Pez, are we ready to eat the chili lunch again? Shitty lunch right away. No candy to dispense. Why so cheap? Why so gay? Pez, Pez, you bet. The beer looks like shit. No, face, you smell worse than uh, the tippy top. Oh, 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 that was rich. Oh, that's something pathetic. He's the put down king, that's oh, big A. That's him. He's got all the jokes. Uh -huh. Let's just put an end to it now. Yeah. And let's just both of you stop it. Fine. Okay. Are those nipples on your chest or giant sauces? <laughs> Beard like shit, saucer nips, shitty lunch right away. No candy to dispense. Why are you so cheap? Why are you so gay? I'm just saying, that's all. That's all I'm doing. I'm just saying, you know, anytime that someone says to you, just saying, you know that th that person knows that they already pissed you off. It's a precursor. And then the, the, the thing before it that you know is going to be annoying is not for nothing, which I don't know what the fuck is supposed to mean. Not for nothing, Chris Stanley, but you're an ill-begotten son of a bitch. Whoa. I'm just saying. Where'd that come from, though? Easy. Kind of hurtful. You know me. I'm just saying words. You just insulted me, though. You called me In, son of a bitch. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. Not for nothing. I'm just saying. Doesn't make it right, though. But it just seems like if you say just saying, you could get away for it with anything. Just saying. That's just one man's opinion. Nazis had some good ideas. What do I know? Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying your life is an embarrassment, okay? I'm just saying your family's garbage. I'm just saying. Don't fucking get offended with everything. You know me. I talk. Not for nothing. But everything about you was wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I was thinking about this. What is it, Sundowners? What are you thinking about, buddy? If we didn't have birds or flying insects... Uh-huh. Would we ever have come up with planes and yes. learned to fly? Yes. Our fucking planes are not based on birds or flying insects. Yeah, but I mean, the, the whole idea of wings are. Mm hmm So it seems like if we didn't have wings, we never would have thought to try to imitate them. Okay. And we'd still just be walking around taking forever to get across the country. Because the only ideas we have, we've we've stole from fucking animals? Is that what you're saying? Basically. All right, what animal has the telephone? 
What animal did you see with a laptop? I saw an ant with an iPhone. You ever see an animal with a fucking movie? How many ideas do we have that animals don't do what first? But this is a physical idea. Shows a fucking telephone. I think the beavers invented the air conditioner. Without the beaver, we'd never have the dam. I never thought of human beings as a bunch of fucking ripoff artists, Fez. I think we are. And a plane is no, flying. Plane is nothing like a fucking mosquito or a uh, or, or a fucking bird. We don't even have any flapping things. Yeah, but when you see our, uh, the wings gliding, that's totally stolen from birds. It is not. How about fucking jet engines? What fucking animal we steal that from? Jamie, you're my Fez. Fezzy. Yes. With all due respect, go fuck yourself. Oh, you see, here's the thing. You made it sound nice with the all due respect. But that doesn't be give you fucking carte blanche. See? Oh. You know what, uh, uh, how about this? These animals that are flying. Any of them ever make it into fucking space? Uh, no. That's human beings, my friend. That's right. White human beings. But human beings! Rich, you're on Fez. Uh, Rob, let's go to first. Ronnie, not for nothing, I really miss Davy Mac. And if you've got a cowbell... There's some guy from Florida. Who All right, from... enough with you, Rob. Glenn, Glenn in Jersey, you're on the fence. Ron, you know, I mean, I'm not saying nothing, but I'm saying. I'm not saying, hey, here's another one. Don't take this the wrong way, Chris Stanley, but you're a piece of shit. How else am I going to take that? I'm just saying. You call me a piece of shit. You're so sensitive. You know what I'm saying. I was just a blatant insult. I, I, really, I already fucking hate this, too, when people do this. Hey, that's the way me and my friends always talk to each other. We buzz balls. I'm not your friend. I'm a stranger. Yeah, me and my friends. That's the way we are. We say awful things to each other, and it's like a joke. Uh, like we say stuff like, hey, fuck you. You're a garbage fucking pal. I'm your boss, though. Still. We're in an office. Look, I want to fucking... If you're, if you're such a fucking... Fan of birds, Fezzy. I want you to scour the planet. Any fucking bird you want to find, one-on-one -on -one against an F-16. We kick their ass in the sky. How about this? Uh, we ever see shoes on another animal? No. Unless we put them on it like a horse. Thank you. Unless we did it first. Mike, New York. Hey, Fez. Uh, no offense, but uh, you suck as a radio host. Here's the problem with that. You can't say no offense and then say something offensive. Like, it could be done this way. Chris Stanley. Yeah? No offense, but I think you're terrific. Oh. Please don't take any offense to that. That was a nice compliment, actually. Please. Okay, don't man. read more. That's just the way me and my friends talk to each other. Are we nice to each other? It would actually be refreshing if someone started something by saying, all offense. All offense possible. Then you know exactly where they were coming from. I think from. you fucking owe an apology to the human race. Uh, Chris, you're a He's fat as a pig, bless his heart. Bless his heart. Oh, bless his heart. He'll never get a woman. Or, um... They'll do it like about a dead person and insult to a de dead person. It'll be like this.
God rest his soul, but your grandfather was never any good. He was a terrible alcoholic. Your grandfather was, uh, was an alcoholic womanizer. God rest his soul. My soul wouldn't be able to rest if I was hearing these things. My soul don't give a fuck who's talking about me once I'm dead. I'd want to haunt. You're haunting me now. This could be fucking sixth sense where you're the fucking ghost haunting me. Fezzy, I want you to write a fucking letter of apology to the Wright brothers by calling them uh, uh, people who rip off birds. I'm sure they spent years watching birds before they finally came up with their, uh, with their version of the plane. I agree with that. I agree that you're saying yeah to that. But it doesn't mean without birds we wouldn't have fucking done it. There wouldn't have been anything for them to look at, to go by. What do we have for a telephone to look at? You're not making any fucking sense with that. We look at fucking problems that man have and then how to fucking fix it. Now, it'd be crazy not to look into the natural world for something. Just like for some reason, for robots, we always want them to be, you know, shaped like a fucking person. It's almost fucking ridiculous with that. Um, let's go over here to uh, Pat. You're on running fast. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Fezzy, don't take this the wrong way. But Ricky Martin says what? Don't take this the wrong way, Fezzy, but you're always on the opposite side as human beings. Let me go over here, uh, Todd. Todd, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, I mean this in the best possible way, but you're a complete fucking retard. I mean this in the best possible way. Your business is awful. Your business is worse. Uh, Rob, Boston, you're on the run of Fez. Uh, Ron, you're way nicer than me. I'd never let someone say fuck off to me. In my family. Um, well, people have a, a tendency to, to tell you that that's the way things are in their family. Um, that for whatever fucking reason, that they think because they grew up with fucking people who talk to each other this way, that somehow that should be okay for it to go out there. Phil, you're on my face. Phil. Phil, we got you? Hey, uh, how about in all honesty, anything after that is nothing good. In all honesty, Chris Stanley, you're a degenerate gambler. <laughs> exactly. Uh, John, you're on the buddies, buddies. How y'all doing? Hey, Ronnie, listen, there's not an animal in the world that's got wheels, but yet we can drive a car the speed of uh, 300 miles an hour and, and, and brake and, and everything. And even the Indians saw it and took no notice to this brilliant invention. Um, yeah, the, the, the Indians took a look at birds. Wasn't all that fucking curious about it, though, I guess. I, I wish they could have saw... Uh, I guess they, they could have seen something that fucking had a house. Uh, Chad, you're on running Fez. Hey, uh, Fez, the Wright brothers playing with a five plane. So what kind of fucking birds are they looking at? Well, you're looking at something that's going to glide, and you see birds gliding. So I think that it, all the flight came from birds. I don't. What about an automobile? What fucking? What did we say with wheels and a fucking engine? That one I can give to the humans. Uh, Dennis, you're you're looking at birds every day. You can't even make a fucking paper airplane.
Dennis, you're on the Run and Fez show. Uh, I don't appreciate when people start out with honestly. So the whole time we were talking prior to this, I could take it as the truth or non-truth. What's that? Mm. Um, yeah, honestly. Or if someone's going to say this. Chris Stanley, can I be honest with you for a minute? Okay. Because every other minute I'm with you, I'm lying to you. So this is the only time you've ever told this is, I'm finally going to be honest with you. You're garbage. Shit. Yeah. So you're just lying to me with these compliments beforehand? Look, honestly, when I met you, I fucking hated you. I hate when anyone ever tells you that. Hey, when I fucking first met you, I fucking hated you. I was so fake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll always get that from people with just stuff like this. First time I heard you on the radio, I thought you were, I fucking hated your guts. And now I'm I'm a fan. And then they'll put their hands out like I want to fucking shake hands with them. No, fuck you. You just told me you hated me. When you started dating my sister, I was sick to my stomach. Now, I really like you. Welcome to the family. Um, Chris, you're on running Fez. Hey, Fezzy, what insect did we steal the idea from the helicopter from? It doesn't really matter. Fez's point is this. Human beings are stupid. Animals are smart. Uh, look what it is. It's Coke logic. Hey, Coke. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Newton saw an apple drop. He got the idea for gravity from uh, a fucking apple. Well, he didn't get the idea for gravity. It's not like we were fucking floating around without him. He didn't fucking invent gravity. We weren't suddenly in some situation of, thank God for Newton, now we can walk on the earth. Before that, I'm fucking swirling, twirling, fucking don't know what to fucking uh, do. Don't know where I'm going. Um, Dennis, you're on my face. Hey, Ronnie. Um, when somebody says, I'm just calling it the way I see it, after they say something fucked up. Mm. Out. Uh, let's go over here to Mike. Mike, you're on my face. Hey, Fezzy, don't you think man would be inquisitive enough to try to learn how to fly even if there were no birds or insects? I don't think the idea would have come to him. Then why don't, Why doesn't every fucking airport look like a nest, goddammit? <laughs> if all we're doing is ripping off fucking birds, then uh, airplanes should shove a goddamn uh, worm in the front of them and shit white when they're flying over cities. Fuck birds. Um, here's, uh, Jim. Jim, you're on Fez. Yeah. yeah, here's a good one. Uh, when somebody says, hey, Fez, some people might say you're acting like a fucking asshole. Right. Um, yeah, people do stuff like that. Or I hate when they'll do like this. You know something, Chris Stanley, you're an asshole. Now, oh. hey, hey, wait. I'm an asshole, too, so I know. But you just call me an asshole. Right. Why does that make you the We're both assholes. No, I'm not fucking offended. You're just the asshole, I think. Hey, you crossed the line there. Not for nothing. When you did that, you crossed the line. Then there's, I'm as sympathetic as the next person. But she ought to throw that bum out of her house. So it's just trying to set yourself up as being a really nice guy first. Mm. Um... Fire bill, German affairs. Hey, I um, I'm mentoring for this guy at work, and uh, he's he's teaching me things, and so I'll work on something and send him an email and say, hey, what do you think of this? And he'll say, 
Oh, this looks great. You did a really great job. Uh, here's my feedback on that, and it's a three-page, basically, insult of everything I did wrong. But at first, he'll tell you this is good, but... Oh, yeah, this looks great. Here's my feedback. That's always the first line in his reply email. I, I have, See, people are always telling me that like I'm too blunt with Fez, and I should start saying things like this. Fez, uh, first of all, and try to find something good to relate to, right? Uh, first of all, uh, I like the fact that you got shoes on today. I think that's great. But if you don't stop with a John Goodman obsession, where every day you come in with John Goodman, I'm going to go out of my fucking mind. You lost a lot of weight. There was a beginning of the slide with Fezzi, where every day he had something about John Goodman for the show. And that was when we were in D.C., and I started to think to myself, he's getting fucking odd. And now if I don't stop him... He'll, he'll have a John Goodman thing a day. So yesterday, he's like, I got this thing. And it was about John Goodman. So I'm like, dude, no. I'm not going back to it. Today, he comes back with the same exact thing, but he changed John Goodman to Tracy Morgan. And this was after all the fucking weirdness I was with him last night. I'm like, I don't know if I can fucking do this. Um, Let's go over here to... Uh, Mike, Mike, you're in Fez. Hey, guys. Uh, how about this, Ronnie? Uh, when people say, uh, I hear word on the street is uh, Fezzi's got a secret. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of people out there. I have, uh, I have, like, fucking guys that I know that will, like, put down, like, mutual friends of ours but act like it's fucking terrible. They'll be like... Oh, have you heard about Bernie? Oh, God, it's so awful. Oh, he got caught fucking around on his wife. He's back on do I feel terrible about it. Then why are you fucking telling me everything you know? So let's gossip about it and talk shit about him. Then there was Fez's Michael Vick stage. I remember that. Every day, a Michael Vick. Basically the same Michael Vick, but repackaged. Uh, Ethan, you're on running Fez. Did you say anything wrong? Yeah. Hey, uh, I just wanted to go back to the flying thing where Fezzi was talking about um, flying. We came up with it from birds. But what's his explanation for a hot air balloon? hot air balloon was invented long before the Wright, uh, Wright brothers uh, made the first airplane. Uh, Fez claims that we stole the hot air balloon from marshmallows. That we looked over at a marshmallow and said, we can be puffy. Uh, look who it is. It's Smith, Minnesota. You're in Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, my favorite is the Earl Douglas classic, I understand that, and then saying the complete opposite thing that you just uh, said. Say it! No. Uh, Fez and Earl both do the same kind of thing. Like, uh, they will we'll just repeat back exactly what you said, but saying no first. So, like, if you say... Uh, you eat shit. They will always go like this. I do not eat shit. Whatever it is, they put just that thing. And I'm always wondering, are they killing time? Or do they? Re do you think it's just killing time? I think it's, it's to just buy time. It's, right. I do not cut my food up, Dave. <laughs> and they both play it the same exact way. Um, I talked to Earl the other night. Matter of fact, they even have a fucking... Uh, Email in to him about something else, but I hadn't heard. So he's back into another Glengarry ro role, and this uh, time, 
selling vacation fucking packages. Holy shit, it is Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah, to Daytona. But first, you've got to see a timeshare first. Oh, And no. then you get the great deal. Is he just targeting college kids or actual adults? I don't know why. Um, Paul, you're in Ronnie, I don't know if you've seen, uh, if you're watching Treme at all on uh, HBO. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you know, decent, okay storylines. John Goodman is an atrocity on the show, and I just, I was trying to think. Have I liked, I didn't like him as Babe Ruth. I mean, I don't know that I've ever liked John Goodman in anything ever. You ever see any of the fucking uh, Coen Brother movies? Uh, yeah, you know what, I take it back. He's pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. I guess He's great in those movies. Well, why is he so unlikable I don't know. Else. He needs the Coen brothers because I actually had this conversation, I think, with Davey Mack. I said that if all he ever did was Coen brothers movies, we may say that John Goodman is our finest actor. Unfortunately, there's King Ralph. Yeah. He does a lot of stuff that's a little too broad when he gets away from him. But everything he's ever done for the Coen brothers has been unbelievable. Yo, brother, where art that one of the coolest fucking uh, characters ever? He was just such a dirty scumbag. Um, the Arizona movie. Oh yeah, he's unfucking believable in that. Barton Fink. Oh He's yeah. one of the most frightening fucking Scary people. Scary shit. Uh, when he hangs out with the dude. <laughs> What's that character's name? Walter. Walter. Yeah. He's unbelievable. You take those fucking roles. Put him out there in his own, and you're like, Jesus Christ, John Goodman can't be stopped. He'd be one of the best character act- actors fucking around today, but this is too much weirdness otherwise. And I can't watch this Treme thing. I tried to watch the first fucking episode. I couldn't get into it. I haven't tried watching it. It, wasn't, it's no it good. made me also say, maybe I shouldn't even watch The the the, uh, um, the Wire. Really? Mm, I don't know. Love The Wire. Give it a shot. Um, let's go over here to Sean Yerman first. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, before I get to my point, don't forget about the new series coming out with Steve Buscemi on HBO. But uh, one of the things I hate the I'm most... I'm cu- curious about this. Hicks, you're excited about it, right? Yeah, it looks great. There's a new um, trailer for this guy released, Boardwalk Empire. I don't Empire. know if I see uh, Steve Buscemi as being the kind of mafia don. Maybe I have, like, a little prejudice. I think he can pull it off. I was a little uh, apprehensive at first, too, but he, I think he's going to pull it off. He's the man. Has he ever played the... Completely strong, tough guy. Normally, he's way Sopranos. Like yeah, bit. but he was, he he plays it a little more like greasy, yeah. you know, conniving. I don't think he's ever played the ultimate like. Well, no, not in a, a major role. No, this would all. Bad. This would all. This would kind of be like in the De Niro role that he's playing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, when I saw that tra- trailer, I didn't expect him to be the fucking guy running the fucking board. Just yelling, "I will fucking destroy them!" Yeah, he never does that ever. He always kind of weasels around a little bit. Well, I'll definitely be watching it. They shot a bunch of it in my fucking neighborhood, and for years it seems like it seems like I think we were at the other building. Yeah. Like and I would like, see them setting up stuff on near my house. Uh, two, at least two years they've been fucking doing this thing. All right, we got a, a break real quick here. Get somebody to reboot this other fucking right. computer for me. It's driving me nuts today. I'm not going to lie to you, Hicks. I'll take care it's of it. It's driving me out of my mind today. Okay. Uh, right back in just a couple moments to run a fest show. 
You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show on the Virus, Period 197, XM202. Okay, fine. Um, I am not your assistant anymore. I will just be your friend. I wish it was that easy. If we were to hang out again, I would just constantly be tempted to get you to do shit for me and have to fight that real hard. I hope we get in a car wreck right now. I do. I hope we get in a fucking car wreck. A motherfucking car wreck and we both die and then we can live in heaven. Come up, Serrano Fez Show. I have a lot of draws in this World Cup. Isn't it a weird, Hicks, we haven't even gotten around to Brazil yet? Very strange. And that they're the fucking goddamn showstopper. Are they? Okay, fuck them then. I thought it was the U.S. There's a new showstopper. They're wearing red, white, and blue. Or at least just white. And then some days blue with a... Weird stripe. Uh, last night, uh, Chris Tucker accepted Michael Jackson's uh, award at the Apollo Theater's annual spring benefit. Uh, the Chris Tucker thing, he is one of those guys that I just expected more of. Uh, when he came on in the movie Friday... I'm like, this is one of the funniest young uh, guys in a long, long time. He did that Jackie Chan series of movies and I guess made a ton of mo uh, money off of it. But I almost think he could have been Chris Rock. It seemed like that, but then it fucking blew up or he didn't want it or it faded out. Didn't want it. Did not want it. It's uh, really strange how some people will just... Um, drop off the face of the earth. Um, you know, I was talking to Joan Rivers the other day. Uh, just name I just dropped. Just a, just a giant. You know, me and my friend Joan Rivers. And she brings up Richard Thomas from the Waltons and then says to me, how does he live? How does he make money? He's a great actor, but does he work enough to make money after all these years? And it, it just surprised you. There are certain people that just you just wonder they're not going to work every day i wonder if they made enough money off of just one project to last for other people you know forever you don't see this out of like tom hanks tom hanks never went you know what i never i made big i had plenty of money and that's all i needed tucker was making he was in the 20 million dollar film club he got signed to some studio $40 million for two fucking movies. Was it the Jackie Chan movies? It was for Rush Hour 3 and an unnamed film. I don't even know it's been made yet. But still, $20 million a fucking movie. That's crazy. Big. That's at the top of the game. You were at the top of the game right there. It's Will Smith money. Uh, Fez, you got somebody who uh, dropped out? Uh, John Goodman? No, the, uh, John Goodman dropped out, didn't he? Dave Chappelle just goes away. Well, Dave Chappelle did it, uh, and I'm glad we're staying with, with black funny people. Uh... He actually walked away on purpose, where he said, I'm, I don't like the way this thing is going. Uh, but you never heard it out of, out of the other guy. Um, 
you know, Dave Chappelle was, I don't like this deal. They want me to do something I don't want to do. He took a walk back. You couldn't be any bigger when Chappelle did that. And yet, I don't see people screaming out for Chappelle right now. No, he just does the random, he does a run-in on, on comedy clubs. That's about it. Nothing else as of right now. Which, big money there, huh? Going in 2 o'clock in the morning in fucking San Francisco. Um, he's trying to make a comeback, but Eric Roberts, he disappeared, right? Or was that just because of the drugs? Well, Eric Roberts didn't do the kind of films that you think, but he will always work. I'll give you another name. Michael Madsen. You're like, wow, it's been years since I see Michael Madsen. Go to his IMDb. He makes four fucking unreleasable films a year. Normally, he's a mean biker. Uh, let's play this game, Who Dropped Off the Face of the Earth? Normally, it's people that we somewhat uh, like, uh, and off they go. With women, um, it happens more. Where you'll be a woman, you'll be hot for a couple years, then I guess they decide you're too old or unfuckable, and they get rid of you. With guys, it's always a little more uh, surprising. But 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I want you to take a moment. Think for a second and come out with somebody who you're just like, <clears throat> there was no reason for that person to uh, disappear. Uh, Abel, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, how's it going, Ronnie? Um, yeah. Apparently the reason why uh, Chris Tucker decided to up and disappear is that at the height of his career after the whole uh, that Jackie Chan movie, whatever, uh, he, a couple of his buddies, like celebrity buddies, got him to go to Africa to... Do like you know some celebrity meet and greet thing yeah. or whatever, and apparently he's like a renewed African dude. Look, black guys need to stay out of fucking Africa. Black comics should not go to Africa because it fucks up their career. Uh, Lorenzo, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, I got a uh, Colin Farrell. He was like being pushed as the next like Tom Cruise type guy, like I don't know five, six, seven years ago, and now he's just gone. Well, or he's around. He's Heart. doing smaller fucking movies, but um, his problem is sometimes I think you you got to turn down some shit, and he did some fucking movies that just weren't there for him. Yeah, it was like Alexander, Miami Vice, and like another one that just all bombed in succession, and yeah. it really fucked him up bad. Hopefully, like, Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. was a guy. He got his fucking Oscar, and then continued to do... Um, shitty fucking films. I'll tell you somebody who seems like he's heading that way. Jamie Foxx. You don't have to do everything that fucking comes along. Uh, look who it is. It's our good friend Newsday, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hi, buddies. Hey. Um, Michael Keaton. Where'd he go? Michael Keaton, uh, destroyed by the Batman franchise. Um, and no reason in the world that Michael Keaton couldn't have been Tom Hanks. They were both kind of doing the same kind of movies. Michael Keaton put on the stupid bat suit, and Tom Hanks started picking Oscar roles. And it was Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice was fucking gigantic. Um, Ken, you're on Run Fez. Ken, we got you, buddy? Yeah, uh, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. At that point with Steve Gutenberg, you had to say, why was he ever? Why was he ever? Um, there's a hysterical 
Party Down episode that he's on this year. Really? They party at Steve Gutenberg's house. Mahoney? And Steve Gutenberg is definitely going for that Bill Shatner thing with, let me start and make fun of myself oh, no. and see if that uh, works out. Um, Mark, you're on a fez. Yeah, whatever happened to Christy McNichol? Christy McNichol, I actually talked to in Florida on the phone one day uh, many, many years ago. She was, she got a little loony. She was one of those people uh, like Princess Leia who, what do you call that, Fez, when your mind goes back and forth? Bipolar. I guess that's the word. And um, she had some bipolar episodes. But Little Darlings was just on the other day, that uh, kids camp movie with Let's See Who Busts Their Cherry First. And she was a little star back in those days. Christy McNichol was a little star with a very fast, happy smile. Everybody loved her and then went away. Uh, Joe and Georgia, you're on Run Fez. Uh, whatever happened with uh, William Baldwin? Uh, William Baldwin got caught up in the world with too many Baldwins. Yeah, the, all the other Baldwins outshined them. If you ever find yourself uh, in the Baldwin family, and they say, who wants to be Alec? Yell as quick as you can, me. me. Do not. There is no second and third. All right? There's Alec and then fucking embarrassment. What about Stephen? Stevie B is doing Jesus' work right now. Looking he's to be restored. He's being, bringing people on. Um, Tony, you're on the Run Face Show. Hey, Ron, I know uh, he just did the lame werewolf movie, but what about Benicio Del Toro? He kind of, he was doing some good movies and then kind of fell off. De, uh, Benicio Del Toro there for a while, you're like, wait a minute, do we have our own De Niro? Do we got our yeah. own De Niro? He met a misstep with Che. But I don't know, some it's, people said it was good, but then some people was like, it's four fucking hours long. I thought I heard it was nine hours long, and I heard he was amazing. And then people said, see the first half, and I'm like, no. Yeah, it's too much. But I heard he was great in it. He's a terrific actor. Uh, somebody told me they saw him and Quentin Tarantino eating lunch the other day oh, down man. in the West Village. Yeah. Uh, but he'll be a guy I'll always fucking pull for him. And if you don't like it, I'll flip you. I'll flip you for real. All right? Uh, look who it is. Our good friend Mikey Boy. Mikey Boy. Working at a movie now, and, and I realized that I hadn't seen him forever. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, white uh, light there for a little while. Everything he did, people loved. He could do the dramatic thing they loved. Then he could go high comedy, low brow comedy. Everybody loved him doing everything. Then he take, takes off like what, eight, nine years? Yeah, easily. I think the last thing he might have done was that, that fishing movie with Danny Glover. It was a huge bomb. And dude, that was like the 90s. Yeah. That was like the fucking 90s. Uh, I will be glad to welcome him back. I love the man. All right, Mikey boy. All right, see you guys. He's in the movie about the first legal brothel in uh, Nevada. And I'll be seeing it. I will be seeing it. Uh, Drew, you're on Running Face Show. Yeah, what happened to uh, Billy Crystal? He was real big. He was hosting all those award shows, and I haven't seen him in a movie in 10 years. I think here's what... It it has been a while. Billy decided to himself... I want to be a director. I don't think that went as well. I think he got a little pissed off at people. 
And I think he felt like he was being like pushed into a corner. But Billy Crystal has done very little in his life that hasn't been successful. Well, when he started turning down stuff, and then it, he just didn't get asked again, I guess. No, he's asked every year. Every Are you talking about the Oscar? Yeah. Yeah. But that that's not money. That's not a career. And maybe that's part of what, you know, he didn't want to be the Toastmaster of America. You know, he's seen as that and not as a big director, you know? It's like you're not going to fucking ask. Maurice Scorsese, you mind hosting the Oscars this year? But uh, a few years ago, he did that one-man show on Broadway. People are lining the fuck up for it. Yeah, that was, that was fucking big. The last thing he directed, on, according to IMDb, was 61 for fucking HBO. For HBO. That was, that was nine years ago. So that's crazy. So uh, let's go over here to uh, Cody. You're in Hey, boys. I got two, actually, Emilio Estevez and Dave McDonald. Um, both of them are uh, working on a project with Charlie Sheen right now. It looks like Dave McDonald's going to be the new Twitter J. And if you want to, go pick up a lovely shirt with his picture on it, America. Uh, I think it's uh, Eastside Dave Salutes America. Doing great. I don't know. I texted him the other day. I never heard back from him. I don't think he received a text. It's funny this thing works for everybody else. Um, Nick, you're on Fez. Nick, go ahead. Yeah, hello? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. I have my radio on. Uh, Heath Ledger. Wondering where he went after Batman. It's a very interesting thing, Nick. You couldn't get any hotter than Heath Ledger. Um, but Batman comes out. Giant hit. He's getting literally all the credit for it. No one's talking about anything but him and the Joker. Gets the Oscar for that. But it seems to me with Heath Ledger, immediately as soon as he died, it's like his career opportunities dried up. Where people are like, yeah, I just always think of him as being dead. I don't see him playing young Abe Lincoln. And they're like, why? You know, why wouldn't he be good at young Abe Lincoln? Well, he's so dead. Well, fuck you. That's what I say. I'd rather see him sitting there in a box, long, tall fucking hat on him, the beard, than some of these other people. Um, let's go over here to uh, Steve, Steve in Tampa. Hey, Ron Fez, good day. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to Daryl Hannah? She was so good, so beautiful, and then she just dropped out, never see her anymore. Uh, well, Kill Bill was the last big thing that she did. Um, not sure what she's done since then. She was in Playboy. Nothing. She was? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the, in recently, yeah. Naked? Did. Yeah, naked, yeah. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah. How'd she look? Good as fuck. You might have to get that on the internet for me. Okay. I'd rather see the missing finger than any other part. Where is it? You mean the rest of it? Yeah, well, you just what the nub looks like. Well, all you gotta do is look at her for that. But I'd like to see where the old finger is. What's that up to? I heard it's having a hell of a career. Uh, Chris, Mississippi. Where did Val Kilmer go? I can't even remember the last big Val Kilmer thing I did. I saw, but I know he makes a lot of the smaller movies. He was in Bailton 2, Port of Call, New Orleans. 2? Bailton 2, yeah, with Nick Cage. I didn't know that was called 2. Yeah, they actually threw a fucking number behind it, yeah. Like this is the same guy getting a job in New Orleans. Um, 
Jeremy, you're on Fez. Jeremy Canada, you're on Fez show. Hey, boys. Yeah. Uh, what about Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix kind of has shit to bed with his crazy Jim Morrison beard and all the uh, nutty talk. Well, that documentary is, is they're trying to sell it now. They're a mockumentary of him becoming a rapper. Is it a mockumentary yeah. or a documentary? Uh, it's mock. Mockumentary. Well, he mocked out so hard that everybody believed him. It's like if you did a punked episode and then people really thought that was you. Um, let's go over here to Randy. You're on Run Fez. Randy in L.A. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is doing a film called... Duck goose. <laughs> no, she's not. She's one of those people fucked up a little bit with the, with the Botox, and it, you know, a beautiful woman that we all loved, and then she starts Botoxing, and everybody gets weirded out by her. Uh, Keith, you're on Fez. Hey guys, how about Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito is in a hit um, television show, and I think he's one of the producers or owns a piece of the show. Yeah. Uh, and then he was just, I thought he was uh, terrific in Solitary Man, playing the exact opposite, where he's just playing this real small life kind of nice guy, you know, real gentle. I think Danny DeVito is a terrific fucking actor. He's a shit. And sometimes it's because he can be so broadly funny that we forget that he probably could do just about anything. And he pulls that off with... Uh, at four feet tall. But that always sunny in Philadelphia, he's kind of a cult figure because of that. Yeah, because uh, it was it was a cult fucking TV show to begin with. Then he comes in, saves it, and then he has down that whole entire cult fan base on him. And then now it just even got bigger than it was. And didn't they just sell that to like Spike TV or some shitty channel like that? Yeah, for fucking you know, syndication or whatever. Yeah, so he's doing well. Seasons. And Danny DeVito's also like been a big time producer, big time director, big time actor. He's had a pretty cool career. Um, Patrick, you're on the Run of Fez show. People that disappeared. Yeah, how about uh, Judd Nelson? Out of all the Breakfast Clubbers, I don't know what happened to Judd Nelson. And I was furious when he didn't get a part in the Planet of the Apes movies. Because he looks so simian. It's unbelievable. Abigee, you're on the Run of Fez show. Where the fuck is Joe Piscopo? Joe Piscopo uh, started uh, doing uh, bench presses and then forgot there was a career to do after that. And he just sat there benching all fucking day long and did away with everything else that was supposed to go on in a career. Uh, let's turn over here to uh, Andrew. You're on the Run Fed show. Andrew, we got you, buddy? Oh, Mr. Bennington, how are you, sir? What can I do for you? I have a spy report, sir. Let me play this. Spy report. Spy report. <laughs> spy report. Excellent. Yes, uh, I'm down here in Eatontown, New Jersey, and um, I'm renewing my license. And uh, who do I see right behind me? None other than East Side Dave McDonald. And um, he was looking as pale as ever, uh, rosy-cheeked and red-bearded. But um, in high spirits, he was with the wife and the children. And uh, he sat down and entertained me for a couple of minutes and uh, said he's not quite ready to move down to North Carolina, and he's seeking out some New Jersey radio opportunities. Yeah, he's uh, making things happy, happen out there for himself. And I noticed this. 
he's trimmed the hair. Um, yeah, the beard, the beard was, uh, was, was very close to his face. Yeah, it's not shaggy. He's trying to, yeah, he's coming on presentable. He certainly is. And, uh, he was, you know, there was a twinkle in his eye and I couldn't tell if it was a tear or not, but I'll tell you what, Eastside Dave is still in high spirits and the family looks fucking amazing. Sounds good. Thank you, my friend. Uh, let's go over to, uh, Keith. Keith, you're on Running Fez. Hey, buddies. I got, yeah. uh, Ralph Macchio. Uh, Ralph Macchio actually recently did this kind of mockumentary trailer. Uh, what's the name of that website? Uh, Funny or Die? Yeah, it's Funny or Die. I thought it was amazing. I gave it to a friend of mine, and they went, was this a fucking joke? Were you trying to waste four minutes of my fucking life? What? I thought it, you, you didn't think it was funny? No, no I, I thought I liked it. Yeah, fucking Yeah, I was laughing, laughing hard. But uh, after that, I didn't put it on the forward anymore. I don't have to fucking, you know. I don't want Ralph Macchio dragging me down. He's not, though. But they were actually pissed at me. Like, what was the joke to that? I, you owe me four minutes of my life back. I hate that shit. Well, what are you going to do? They brought him out on the red carpet uh, last week for the Karate Kid premiere. Here's old Karate Kid waving to everyone. Bring him back to summary. I love it. Uh, let's go to Kelly. You're on Run Fez. Hey, uh, how about Gene Wilder? Well, Gene Wilder is amazingly old. Uh, it's not a matter of that, you know. He can't fell work. Yeah, he can't stand up that long. Uh, Sean, you're on the run of Fish show. So Dave can talk to a perfect stranger at DMV, but can't call Mr. Benning. Very interesting. Uh, is Jim Carrey still working? Jim Carrey, uh, one of the nation's biggest uh, stars... He gets a little erratic, and he had a movie that they just will not release where he plays a gay. Yeah, I saw that. And did you see the scene that is so controversial? They kind of show him butt-fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he goes to pray. It's, it's a very strange concept, the fucking whole thing around it. Yeah, well, what's the premise of the movie? He is a, is a cop, like, living a regular life, and then one day he realizes he's gay and then goes to prison... Becomes infatuated, some guy he meets in prison, and then gets released and tries to go back into prison to get this guy because he's in love with him. And yeah. he just turns full gay, like starts living his life. I only saw the thing of him butt fucking, and it was like underneath it on the on the internet was, you see why this is an unreleasable movie? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Dave, you're on running Fez. Hey, what about uh, Tom Holtz from Amadeus? He was massive that year, then nothing. Uh, he did Parenthood after that, and of course, before that. He did Animal House. Should have been huge. Should have been huge. Um, Matt, you're running Fez. How you doing, guys? What can we do for you? Boris Whitaker, former Academy Award winner, yet to be seen since. Yeah, hasn't done a big film since then. That's the Kevin Spacey. Win the uh, Best Actor Oscar and then go away. Well, Kevin Spacey just was in that Moon movie last year where he did the voiceover thing. Uh, but Kevin Spacey's First Love Theater over in uh, London where he's actually running the old fic, which is, you know, like a 500-year-old theater. And it's considered very prestigious, but it's off the Hollywood grid completely. Um, Paul, you're on Fez. What about the little hottie, Bridget Fonda? 
Jackie Brown's the last thing I think I saw her in. Married the guy from Boingo Boingo, and uh, I guess that's her whole life now. Dead Man's Party. She gets up every day and she says to him, um, do you feel like playing the Simpsons theme, uh, Pee Wee Herman's theme, or Dead Man's Party one more time? What do you want to do? There'll be anything else to do besides that. Here's Mark. Mark, you're on Run and Fez. Yeah, good morning, boys. Um, look at a big guy in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s. What about Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell was, the last thing I remember him was uh, Death Proof when he played Stuntman Mike, and I thought he was unbelievable in that. He was really cool. He was really scary. And at the end, it was just so amazing. Yeah, I thought it was a really great role for him. Uh, apparently, though, since it was, like, box office-wise, very weak, maybe he took some of the heat for it. I don't know. Um, if that was Robert Rodriguez, too. Oh, I have no time for Robert Rodriguez as part of it. But I can't wait to see this new Robert. Oh, Machete's going to be so good. I'm going to watch Machete over and over. Uh, Dave, Dave, you're on uh, hey guys, uh, Michael Bien did three kick-ass James Cameron movies, and then he just vanished. Um, yeah, it is very weird. Sometimes people maybe they get too fucking close to one director, and everyone just thinks of them as the Tony Roberts of that person. That guy never did anything else. Uh, Bob, Long Island. Hey, how you doing? How about Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, I think wasn't he a TV star for a while? ER, he was ER. Yeah. ER. It's always my joke. I can't. I never get tired of it. Uh, Frank, Frank, you're on Fez. What? Uh, what about uh Tom Sizemore? He was like on the rise, or you know, turned around within Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Great co-star and everything. Yeah. Uh, just disappeared. Well, he hasn't disappeared. Just turned on Celebrity Rehab. It's a fucking oh. crackhead. He used a fake cock to try to pass a piss test. Uh, better than using a real cock. Yeah. If he would have had a real cock in his pocket, we'd want, he's lost it completely. But it is fucking hard to uh, pop back. But when you look at some people's careers, 
it's really a matter of, it's almost like there's only two ways to go. Overrated or underrated. And if you're overrated, you're definitely making more money. There might be some mumbling behind you, but you're making good cash for yourself. If you're underrated, people are saying nice things, but then you're probably not making as much money. Um, who in your who in the world do you think is underrated, Fez? I would say underrated would be. Um, I'll give you one right off the bat, right here, if you need a little help to jump in. Sam Rockwell is known across the thing of underrated. Everyone thinks he's great, but I wonder if at a point that becomes a little annoying. Who's underrated and overrated for you, Hicks? Overrated is Will Smith. The guy, I feel, I really feel like he doesn't deserve. He could plug in other people into any role. He's I think that's in. probably a good thing because, and, and that's not even uh, like offensive to him because people think so highly of him. They think incredibly highly of him. Where people actually going like this, I'd vote for him over Obama. There are people that I know that actually think that there's anything he could do. All right, give me somebody who's underrated then. Somebody that you think needs, uh, that is not getting the kind of praise they need. I still think Buscemi still is kind of shit on and not fucking really considered a serious actor. Even, well, I, I mean, don't think he's shit on, but yes, he probably doesn't get to the point where, you know, he's talked about in big Hollywood fucking things. I think it's because he looks weird. I don't even think it's because of his talent. I think right. they, they, they just fucking judge him on a... On just a face value. Well, he looks up. more like a regular person. It's funny, like, sometimes he looks, you know, fucking strange in movies. But in real life, he's just, he looks like like anybody you might know. I think James I, Gandolfini is underrated. Yes, The Sopranos was one of those little scene TV shows. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Dan, Dan, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, buddies, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, I still think today uh, Ricky Gervais is still overrated. Overrated? Uh, underrated. Sorry, underrated, totally. See, that's the funny thing. Because you can go from underrated to overrated pretty quickly. It's a quick turnover. Now, it's hard to give the guy underrated status now when he's had three hit TV shows in a row. And hosting... Uh fucking Golden Globes. Yeah, he's I mean. hosting and all that, and got to make two different movies. So I don't think he fits into the underrated. If anything, he's probably just rated now. Try the nice middle spot. He's probably completely rated. Uh, Mike. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, I gotta say, except for Raising Arizona, Nicolas Cage is so overrated. Um, Nicolas Cage is... A legitimate uh, movie star and can carry movies. You know what I mean? Like, he's got that Bruckheimer fan, uh, fan fucking thing. What's it called? Like, uh, fanboy thing? Yeah. Um, National Treasure. Giant fucking star. Now, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddies? Yeah. Uh, I'll give you somebody that's underrated Casey Affleck. Amazing I actor. Amazing. Amazing amazing actor. All right. Uh, Bill, Jersey, you're on Run Fez. Big ass, Tony. What do you got, pal? 
Dane Cook, extremely overrated. Uh, Dane Cook seems to get a lot of heat from people who aren't his biggest fans. It's either like you love the guy or you're like, you know who I despise. And I know they're coming at Dane Cook for it. Wait, they hate him. Uh, quite frankly, I don't even know much about his stand-up. Um, Rocky, Long Island, you're on Run Fez. Edward Norton, uh, definitely underrated. Now, can you hang around as long as Edward Norton, get as many movie star roles, and still be underrated? I don't think you can be anymore. No, I think maybe people are going to start looking back saying maybe he's over. he was overrated then. Since I don't think so. You, th- you think it'll still hold up? I just rewatched uh, 25th Hour. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Rounders. He's so fucking great. And I, I even brought this up in the Hulk movies, when it's not the Hulk, when it's just him. It's a fucking, you know, it's a fucking good little movie there for a while. I didn't even give this the remake a chance. I don't blame you. There's no reason to give any fucking cartoon a chance. I think John C. Riley is a guy who's underrated as a dramatic actor. Even And I was, like, associated with... But he uh, fucked himself up with that. Yeah, with the... Or let me do Step Brothers and shit like that one after another. It's like he underrated himself. Uh, Melanie, you're on a fez. Hi, Ron. Hi, Fez. I yeah. think Kristen Stewart is from the vampire movies. I think she's so overrated. She doesn't even act like she wants to be there half the time. You see her on the red carpet, she looks miserable. Um, I think she's I, up. I know people get mad at her for that. Have you seen this, Fez? Yeah, she is. There's something so annoying about her. Well, she's 20. Yeah, but she's so... I, I don't see the appeal. I totally think she's overrated. Have you seen any of the films that she's acting in? And I haven't seen any of the Twilights. Mm-hmm. She's a good fucking actor. Into the Wild, I mean, she had a small part. She's terrific in that. I saw another little independent film where she played, like, some fucking lame girl. I thought she was great. She doesn't... She's not comfortable on the red carpet, though. She also said that, like, uh, she made some, like, weird comments saying that, like, it feels like rape when the paparazzi are constantly taking pictures, which she had to apologize for. But it reminds you of guys like De Niro. They, they don't do necessarily good as a personality. You know, there's a lot of people who struggle with the same kind of stuff that you struggle with, you know, like kind of social anxiety. Yeah, but... I when- think that's what she has. I think she's almost like a sundowner's. She does love getting high, though. There were a bunch of pictures of her smoking. Well, who doesn't like high in a little bit? High in. Um, Pete, you're on my face. Hey. Yeah. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, underrated. He won an Oscar. <laughs> Serious. How can you be underrated oh, if you won an Oscar? And he's been nominated other times. I think he's exactly rated correctly. I think people get him. Um... Jake, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, Kevin James is completely underrated. He's always overshadowed by Adam Sandler. Um, I isn't this their first movie together? No, they've been in lots together. Like Ball what? Cop is the only thing he's ever done by himself. Well, what Chuck is he ever? Larry? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, okay, they were in that together, right? Yeah. So this is their yeah. second one together. Um, I don't know. He's had a very fucking successful career. Yeah, the guy you said is uh, the mall cop was the only thing he ever did by himself. That made like three hundred million dollars, some crazy amount of money. Well, then he also had his own fucking TV series. Yeah. Uh, he was in Hitch, uh, which made a huge amount of money. The guy's got a pretty fucking strong career. I don't know if you could still call that underrated. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jeff. Your manifest. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly, underrated. She never seems to get a good, a series of good 
get like one good movie and then then get a really crappy set of other movies afterwards. And now she's kind of past her time because she's in her forty. Um. Yeah. Forty. See, that's the thing I say about women. We just cast them aside pretty early. Richard, you're on Fez. Yeah, I got a pair of overrated. I've got uh, the Transformers duo, uh, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Don't deserve any any movies after those after those showings. I think Shia is going to be around for a long time. I really do. Uh, Megan Fox, um, I see no no reason to sit around and talk about it. She'll be in a ta- she'll be a tabloid broad and just paparazzi pictures for the rest of her life. That's about it. Um, Mike, you're on a fez. Hey guys, what's up? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, overrated. Mm. Um, boy, he's done some things I've really liked, though. Done a lot of bad shit too. I understand that, but he, I couldn't write him off completely. Yeah, I still like I still like Mark and Mark at the Funky Bunch. Come on. Do you realize how many pharmaceuticals we lost? Fez, in terms of radio, uh-huh. do you consider yourself underrated or overrated? I think probably underrated. Really? Yeah. You think you're better than you're given credit for? Yeah, I think so. What is, what is it that you got that people are missing? Um, you know what? Uh, I'm not sure there. Where I but th- if you're underrated, you've got you've to have something that people aren't getting. Right. I, I think where I think, I don't know, maybe I should have gone overrated. Now you're overrated? Now I'm overrated. Why are you overrated? Um, because people bring up past things instead of things that I'm doing right now. What do they bring up? Like WNEW days. That mm. comes up a lot. So I think I got the two mixed up. Overrated. So you thought you were underrated. You thought underrated meant overrated. I got the two screwed up, yeah. Mm. I think you're underrated. You think so? I don't think people realize what a great standing broad jumper you are. Well, they don't get Fez to see can, that a lot. Fez can go from standing one position, broad jump, nine and a half feet. What? Oh. At his age? I didn't say the knees will hold up. It's all in the calves. So you, this whole time, have you been confused about when we talk about whether people are over or underrated? I think I was. In life, would you rather be overrated or underrated? I think I'd rather be underrated. Well, you get less money then. Yeah, but it, uh, then... Would you like to make less money? No, but people are always nice. People are always going to be nice about you. They're not going to... You're not going to get the horrible press. Mm. Oh, give me overrated. Fuck that. And, and take the money for it? Hell yeah. Freak the hate. All right, shit on me. I don't care. I'm cashing a giant-ass paycheck. Fuck you. Uh, if you are, let's say, Nick Cage, you can say to yourself, you guys want to do coke out of a garden hose tonight? In one of my many, many mansions around the world? Too many. He has proved that you could fucking literally, um, just not have enough money, no matter how much you make. He's a madman. Uh, Paul, you're on my first show. Yo, what's up? Yeah. Hey, uh, Fez, completely overrated. Paul Giamatti, underrated. See, out of all the underrated people, I think that he's overrated. I think it's almost a cliche because he had a couple of good movies, but he's really done some shitty work, too. Oh, yeah. Lady in the Water, right? That was the... Oh, God, that's a fucking nightmare. And he kind of plays it the same way. Oh, God. Um, 
Matt, you're on Fez. Uh, let's go over here to Paul in New Jersey. You're on the Running Fest show. Hey, guys. Underrated in uh, film, Broadway, and HBO sports voiceovers. Lee Schreiber. Uh, Liv is his actual name. And for me, Cotton, just the role of Cotton in the Scream series alone, he never has to work another day. Um, let's go over here to uh, James, James in Albany. Hey, Ronnie B., two things. Eastside Dave, way underrated, and you... You couldn't be any more underrated than Ronnie B. See, I, I kind of feel like that's an insult. I'm going to go the exact opposite of Fez, and it's almost like people saying, hey, you could have been more. You could have been more. It's saying, you know, you haven't been recognized for the things you do. Right. And uh, that makes you look like a, a fucking mutt. So not, someone not paying attention to the business, not doing a TCB. Mike, Boston, you're on Fez. Definitely overrated, Steve Carell. What is it that you thought he was overrated with? I don't know. He's just everywhere now. He does all these guest shows and everything like that, and just The Office. I just wasn't a fan of him. Like, he turned into a hack. So you weren't even a fan of him, and then he turned into a hack? The Office started out well, but now it's just gimmicky, and now he just seems like like goofy guy on award shows. He, he's got a movie that I'm really uh, looking forward to this summer, the one with Paul Rudd. Jennifer Schmucks? Yeah, Jennifer Schmucks. I, it is one of my few summer movies that I want to see. Um, Pete, Connecticut, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dave McDonald as underrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. People still, they've got Fez's thing of, do I mean under or over? Uh, let's go over here to, um, let's go to Doug. Doug, you're on Run of Fez. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, overrated. That motherfucker looks like an eight-year-old anytime he's in a suit, trying to look like a grown-up. Man, I was just um, got, caught myself and picked it up in the middle, watching that as fast as you can or whatever the hell that catch, thing is. Catch, catch you as you can. He was fucking unbelievable in that. He's awesome. He's so much better than he's given credit for, and he's a giant movie star. It's just because he's so pretty. He's such a pretty man. He's too pretty. We hate prettiness. He's definitely rated. He's not overrated at all. He looks yeah. great in Inception. I can't wait to see that fucking movie. I can't wait to see it, too. And then all these great fucking film directors want to work with him all the time. Scorsese's going like this. Call me. Do me a favor, Leo. Before you talk to anybody else, talk to me. I have another six films for you. Mm. Uh, Dan, you're on the Fez. Yeah, how about Thomas Hayden Church? Is he under or over? Underrated. I don't know. He got to do a lot of stuff and... Didn't do it all that well. Um, Dave, you're on Run of Fez. Uh, Dick Holder, 325. All right, buddy. What do you got? Uh, Simon Pegg, very underrated. Well, I think he's just about rated. He's got a terrific career. Um, we did an Unmasked with him one time. I thought he was really a smart, very funny guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like him, too. But I think his career is in really good shape, too. Uh, Nicholas, you're on Run of Fez. Uh, yeah, guys, what about uh, Gary Oldman, underrated? I think he underrated himself. I really I, do. He's had a lot of good uh, small parts and just mem very good memorable parts, but lately it's just been Batman and Book of Eli, which... Just doing shitty stuff, yeah. you know what I mean, for money. I, I don't know. I guess anybody would want to take money, you know, but you can't, you can't have both. You know, like Fez is saying, you can't get the, oh, I'm going to say great things about him because he makes such great picks. 
and take the money. Shit on me. I'll be in Transformers fucking 6, whatever. You would be in Batman 3 as the fucking commissioner for the money? Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I think that you may... Um, you may sit out there and just, like, lack some integrity. No. Uh, Bob, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddies. I got Pepper Hicks being very underrated. He's like a little flower that's just starting to bloom. You agree with that, Fez? Um, I think he's in full bloom. I think he's doing his best work. I mean, yeah, I guess he's underrated. Yeah, he's definitely are you, not overrated. <laughs> the thing is, are you being recognized? Underrated, no one ever says... It's almost like saying underappreciated, which, by the way, when we were out with the big boss last night, saying great things about Pepper Hicks. Really? Mm -hmm. I disagreed nice. with three of them. Really? Yeah. Not for nothing, but that's kind of... I go like this. Really, a lot of stuff you hear him doing is me. And he goes, how? And I go like this. That's the thing. I don't want to give that away. Ron's on the board right now. And in two different rooms. Uh, Gary, you're on running Fizz. Hey, I think uh, Adrian Brody, totally underrated. I think the fucking fact that he works at all means that he's overrated. This really, this really fucking annoyed me when uh, a woman was saying, I find him interesting looking. What? Looks like a rat fucking person. Uh, women tend to think of tall, thin, ugly guys as somehow still interesting. That's a fucked up misconception. There you go, Hicks. Make sure you go to 202 Friends and vote for Franklin. Help him win his grant for the Pepsi Refresh Project. You can vote for Franklin there. You can vote every day. And uh, have you seen how this has been moving along, Fez, since you started pushing him? Uh, I, I didn't check it today, no. Even worse. He's got himself in a firestorm there. Well, people are trying to get $50,000. Some serious cash. When he told me about it, he says, I think it's a lock. Really? For yeah. him to be number one? For that yeah. fucking scroll? Because I guess he did some good in some other ones. But I think he's up against full communities. Yeah, like I'm sure like full giant forums of fucking weird people. Are just well, it's, it's like if some hospital wants the money, they're going to you know reach out to everybody in their city. Oh, what's a hospital needed for? Uh, help people. It's like penicillin or something? X-rays, something like that, I'm sure. I wish I had some penicillin right now. We got some moldy bread back here. All right, just give me that with some peanut butter and jelly. So it's two or two friends. Vote for Franklin there. At uh, check the link. Help him win this Pepsi Refresh Project. By the way, you can vote every single day, and you can vote from different email addresses. So you can get plenty of votes in for Franklin. We haven't talked to him since he had that fight with you, right? Right. Yeah. That what was... Did you guys have a fight about? He decided that he was going to make some homophobic comments in here. Oh, yeah. And then decide to uh, try to jump in my face and tell everyone here that he's uh, made out with more women than, any, than everybody here combined. And I think he meant the entire Sirius XM building. So I haven't... I haven't You're still mad at him. Yeah, I'm still mad at him over but, that. But then you're pushing this thing for him. Yeah. How I, come? Well, you know, it's a good it's a good cause. Why didn't, the kids. You, why didn't you just tell the truth? How come you're doing it? Well, because I just want to get it out there. I, I'd like to see him win if he's going to be associated with the show. Why didn't you just tell the truth? Because I told you to. There's no other reason that you're doing it. It wasn't until the day I told you to that you stayed on it. Or did you forget? You sometimes forget? I forget constantly. 
This wouldn't be a great way for me to talk you into murdering Hicks. And then huh? later I'll go, I don't know how he came up with the idea. And he'll be like, I don't know. I just thought of it one day over breakfast. Uh, Sue, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddies. Um, I'm calling to tell you I much prefer to be underrated because I've been both. People think I'm an airhead. People think I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. They can't do my, and I got that, you know, underlying intelligence that could probably think my way around them. But then there was a year I was overrated when I was uh, teacher of the year, and I couldn't handle it. It drove me to drink. So, now did your money change between overrated and underrated? No, that's exactly the point I wanted to make to you, too. No, I I made the same amount of money. I I also wanted to tell you that I'm three years sober today. Today is your day? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, darling. I'm very, very happy for you. Thank you. You ought to go out and celebrate with a nice big... No, wait, that'd be wrong. (laughs) No, ice cream. That's one of my. Hey, so it's a tough thing to to uh, pull off, and you, and you did it for three years running. Congratulations! Thank you. Really happy for you. So now I'm. Am I overrated now? No, you're just exactly rated perfectly, <laughs> exactly where you should be. Yeah, that's where I'd rather be. Um, thanks. All right, thanks, buddy. Bye, bye, darling. Uh, let's go over here to Dan. Dan, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. Hey, I want to uh, get back to one thing the guy said a moment ago about Kevin James uh, in Grown Ups. Uh, I mean, he's terribly overrated. The movie doesn't look funny at all. But what well, if instead of him, we had like Chris Farley or uh, even an alive individual like Elephanakis who's underrated? What, what do you call him? Zach Elephanakis. Okay. There is a thing that would make him over- underrated. Although we just talked about, you know, his fucking show being uh, his movie being the most on-demanded movie in history. So that's got to make him just about rated. Yeah, he's blowing up. Mm. So Fez would said he'd rather be underrated. Hicks would rather be overrated. Oh, yeah. Give me that money. Because it really on. does. That's all that overrated means is you've, you've got more success than you deserve is what the term overrated means. Yeah, exactly. I'll take what I can get. Like, you're going to exactly say, Ronald Reagan, overrated president, because he had a very, very, he was very successful in his life. Two terms. No one ever sits around and looks at, like, you'll never say, you know who's underrated? Elvis, Michael Jackson, and the Beatles. They don't get the, they never got anything that they really deserve. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was so underrated as a, it's always the successful people that are called overrated. Would Jesus Christ be overrated even though he got killed? I think uh Jesus Christ was terribly overrated as an escape artist. One of the worst I've seen. Well there were nails in his wrist, right? Yeah. And but an underrated by his ability to pick up the ladies. You never even hear about it. Put a lot of pussy? He didn't do bad. He can give a woman an orgasm from across the room. Holy shit. Like with a bewitched nose move. Fez was completely confused between underrated and overrated. And you were also confused why you were pushing Franklin's thing. Yeah. You thought you had a brainstorm? Not that I had a brainstorm, just... I'm excited about these cigars you're getting me. Yeah, you they... said you're getting me five boxes 
of the greatest cigars known to man. Hey, by the way, do I have a... Um, is there headphones I haven't used? Uh, yeah, there's headphones upstairs. Like earbuds? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take them now because I don't know what it is about these things, but a channel goes out on me constantly. Oh, they must be going out then. That's probably... They're probably do you wrap them around the the iPod? Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, uh, I wrap around. I wrap, well, how much am I supposed to get them in a pocket? I don't know. I do it, too. I go through them like crazy. That's why I only want to get cheap ones, because they don't last anyway. Exactly. And these uh, I spent quite a pretty penny on. Oh. You know how much these cost me? How much? $7,000. What? Yeah. Wow. Why, why do they cost $7,000? <laughs> well, I had them signed by a dead baby. First time a dead baby's ever signed anything. The um, Polly Shore Unmasked, that's going to debut on Raw Dog this weekend. Raw Dog XM 150 series. I thought we were plugging cigars. Oh, that's... What a- happened there? You said that you were getting me five boxes of the best cigars known to men. I didn't know I said five boxes. How many boxes? I think I got you two. Boxes of 20? Yeah. Damn. I can't wait. And you said these are just unbelievable? Well, you know, I don't... Here's the thing. I think I picked out good stuff from Famous-Smoke.com. Uh-huh. You're going to have to tell me if they're good or not. All right. I'm just going to have to get the review from you. Now, are you gonna, you don't, you're going to wait and say, right? Now, you said, according to this, people can actually get their cigar for their favorite radio host and then hear their names on the air? Well, apparently that's the way it works. Yeah, if you order from Famous-Smoke.com. Who's the salesperson on that? That's Elliot. Could you talk to Elliot about us putting that into the live read info? I'll check and see with Elliot on that. But why do you say it is a bad way? You know what my problem is? So many people in advertising, they like to think outside the box. I like to think inside the box since no one else is there. And in this case, it's the cigar box. Perfect. Perfect. That's my new way. I'm trying to get people to say perfect as perfect. Perfect. There it is. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Guess it's catching on already. Perfect. All right. Now you just copy and fuzz. Get your own thing. I thought you wanted to catch on. I thought you were doing a live read about Franklin. No, I'm done talking about Franklin. I was talking about famous-smoke.com. Where you get the you get the best price you're gonna get good prices. If you're ordering for your favorite radio host, you're going to get really good online prices there. From famous smoke.com. Never explain the run and fest thing or how to order, all that kind of stuff. Well Dan, well, Chicago. Hey, uh, well Toronto, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh just kinda worried about Fez. The sun's been going down for almost an hour now. How's he doing? I'm fine. I'm not seeing the sun where I'm at right now, and I don't think it's going down at 1 o'clock in the It wasn't east. going down at 7 last night either. It was already moving into that position. It was the fact of getting lost along with it. But that's not sundowners. But we were, uh, we did have like, uh, we were facing the west, so the room had that kind of Miller time look. For a long time, and that was weirding you out? Absolutely, because you could, every time it changed again, because with that room, you could really feel the change in sunlight in there and the lack of it. And You're right. And it was just, yeah, every time it would But go, you didn't think it was kind of beautiful? No, I couldn't appreciate it. That sounds gorgeous. I could not appreciate it. So you spent most of that meal freaked out? Yeah, and I was trying not to look like... Do you think Steve knows that? I don't. I don't think so. 
Because you got very quiet. Is that why you were quiet? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, I was thinking just don't focus on that sun and try right. to keep eating the steak. Let's uh, do this. Like, uh, Hicks, I'll be uh, me. You'll be Steve Bladder. Fez, you be yourself. But instead of just sitting there, like, let us hear the internal dialogue. Uh-huh, okay. Well, that's the great thing, uh, Steve, about what we're doing right now. Sun's going down well, again. Going it's going down a little really? bit yeah. further. So, Sun is just... So you guys just... need another producer so, or something? Stuff like that was going on in your mind? Yeah, it's getting late. I don't, I'm really far away from Roosevelt Island. So you weren't even focusing on the things that we were saying? It was hard to. Oh. Yeah. It was Shit. really difficult. And I just kept thinking, I'm really... Like, still being in Manhattan, I think I was diagonally about as far away... From my apartment as I could have been without leaving Manhattan. So there was just all this thing. And it was like I took the wrong train here. I got to find a train to get home. It was just it was, it was just totally going out of the moment and into the night. Mm. What did you have to eat? Steak. Steak for three. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Faze, you didn't enjoy the steak at all or were you just too freaked out? No, the steak was good, but I couldn't stay focused on it. And then, we, you know, the way the sun was coming in through the restaurant window, the shadows were getting longer in there. I don't know what to say to that. It happens every day. And really, do you focus on steak or do you just eat it? Well, I was trying to focus on eating it. Mm. I didn't even realize you'd known that. The bad shitness now, Fezzi, we're, we're at a point where it can't be even fought. It's so insane. Every bit of it's insane. Maybe, like, high-powered drugs could help. I guess. Have you tried to just to down out completely? Yeah, but then I'm just, oh, then it's crazy talk. Even, I mean, even more so crazy talk. That's cool, though. Last night you said you took a vacation to the Highline Park. The one thing that you said in two hours of a meal. Did you sleep at the park? There is a hotel there. No, I didn't check into the Highline Hilton. A lot of people fucking the windows with the windows open. I looked for that. I didn't see any of it. Well, you were only down there the one time, right? Yeah. Were you down there at sundown? No, no, no. I went like early That's in the, the day. That's the time to be there. I went like 11 a.m. I know what's fucking then. It's checkout time. Dan, you're in Fez. Yeah, Ronnie. Was uh, Fezzy listening to a little Gordon Lightfoot before this dinner? Does this fucking song street uh, talk directly to you? Oh yeah, where it says "Sundown better take care." Just that's it. That's so, the only part you remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't creep around anyone's back stair. Why not? It's a gay song. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sun is spelled S-O-N, so it's about someone's sun going down. This is yet Fuck another cock. meaning to me now. Yeah, maybe it's Don't Let Your Sun Go Down On Me is the fucking song Fez needs. The Elton John classic. Because that's something that scares you, right? Yeah, it's when the sun starts to go down, I get nervous if I'm not, if I, that I need to get home. Why don't you think of it more of, as a moonrise? 
that you're out for Moonrise. Uh, Peter, you're in my Fez. Hey, uh, Fez, I wanted to ask if you were also having anxiety about having to skip your regularly scheduled evening meal to go out to eat. Yeah, what did you miss last night? Pizza? Last night was a pizza night. So tonight becomes pizza? No, tonight we just go, we move forward to Tuesday night's, uh, baked chicken. So you miss having pizza, though? Yeah, I, well, it'll just make me want the pizza more, all the more next Monday. Mmm. Yeah, if I tried to make up meals, then I would I would never get caught up, and it would just all seem insane. Have some chicken pizza. Why can't you have that? Here's Fez's song. And this is the way me and Bladder look like this to Fez. Let's go. You gotta get more. Just all crazy voiced faces. All right, it's still scary. Did you hear when we were even whispering? I heard some whispering when I got up to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Which was more, you know, I did, I, which was more of a take a breather moment. You didn't even pay? Mm-mm. Just went in there and stood? Are you telling the truth? Yeah, absolutely. So you were so weirded out, you just went and stood in the other room? And I could feel my breath going away, where I was going to start panning panting or hyperventilating at the table and I didn't want to do that what guest did we have last week that you were doing the high pant for I think it was one of the girl guests but while I was interviewing him I kept hearing a <sighs> oh really yeah it was almost like a dog pant I don't think it was Peter Wolf was there was a, a big girl guest that we had last week Because it, it wasn't even like through headphones, because neither one of us had headphones on. Was it S.E. Cup? Yeah. It was S.E. Cup. This is it, Fez. Go down on me. No, don't let it. All right. You're right on me with your faces. Do not pour pens on me. All right. It'll go away. So, I'm trying to think. It was kind of later in the meal when you said you went to the bathroom. Yeah, it was definitely... I mean, I don't think we were done with dinner, but it was definitely before dessert. And what did you Just went and stood in the men's room? Uh, yeah, I went and stood up to the urinal. Nothing happened. I was just trying to breathe, and then I just kind of... They had some uh, celebrity photos. In the back, too, so I kind of stopped and looked at those for a few minutes. Oh, so this comes, like, with a little headphone package? Yeah. All right, better way to live. Maybe I'll save these a little bit. What's going on, Fez? Got the Twitch. <laughs> Sundown Twitch? Hey, Eddie, New York, you're on Manifest. 
Hey, what's up, Ronnie? You know yeah. what you got to play for Fezzi? Some Florida boys. A uh, little Hurry Sundown by the Outlaws. Oh, Florida's Guitar uh, Army. Yeah. The Outlaw Band. Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. Brother. Yeah. Just wondering, can we rename Fez uh, Puxatawney Fez with all these shadows and everything? What is it about you seeing shadows and you're getting freaked out? And then here's the other weird thing. You were the only one of us who ordered dessert. If you're really in a hurry home, why would you want dessert? I kind of felt obligated to order it. Even though the other two men said no dessert for us and we were forced to drink coffee while you ate? I felt like I, I'm known as a dessert guy, so I figured I needed there. Where do you have this dessert reputation I've never heard before? Hey, you know Fez, he's a dessert guy. Oh. That's me. Hey, Fezzy, another pie? Dessert guy. That's my screen. Hey, look who's got cookies. Dessert guy. Hey, Fez, are those shoes or brownies? Fez has been to the dessert on a horse with no name. So you really thought that if we, if you didn't order dessert, we'd have been like, what is going on with him? Right, yeah. I was trying, since I was having so much trouble, mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, appear normal, get the dessert like you always do. Now, being honest here, we were there for what, two hours? Uh-huh. Of those two hours... How much time do you think you were conversationally engaged with anyone? I think maybe a minute and a half. All right. And you're being honest, right? I think so, yeah. I think you're going a little high, but that is weird. So for two hours, three guys, and one is only speaking or being spoke to a minute and a half out of it. It's really odd. It kind of felt like... Um, you ever go out with a girl and she goes, I got to bring my retarded sister with me? Oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, you're like, why is the retarded sister here? She's not even enjoying herself. She's drooling. And then you thought you were known as a fucking dessert guy. I think so, yes. Who knows you that way? I think anytime I go out to eat. I never, yeah. ever been out with bladder before? No, I've never eaten with bladder before. Any reason that you thought he would have been disappointed you didn't order dessert? Well, 
he was pushing the desserts. He had been there before. Uh, I guarantee you, he was not pushing chocolate mousse cake. You gotta have this. Hey, Fezzi, it's a pedestrian dessert. Make sure you get some. Look at me. Look at me. You're the dessert guy. What is that, a fucking turnover? You know, hey, it's Fezzi. We always call him Alamode. It's Fezzi Milkshake over there. What are you doing? Eating another milkshake, Fezzi? So out of two hours, you speak for a minute and a half. Probably, yeah. That's my estimate. Part of that minute and a half was to extend the night. Now, do you think to yourself, hey, a uh, half hour, 40 minutes has gone by, I haven't said anything. Should I jump in, or do you just think to yourself, it's fine for I sit here comfortably quiet? No, no, I think that as that's another one of the things that's going on inside my head, the inner voice. Hmm. Uh, West Side Dave, you're running Fez. Yeah, Ronnie B, I got a couple of things, buddy. Yeah. Uh, did, did last night kind of feel like the Ron and Fez show where he only speaks about a minute and a half out of four hours with three guys there? And uh, also, man, you've maintained yourself, Ronnie B, and you sound homicidal right now. Oh, yeah. You came to that point, man. Yeah. It comes to a point. That happens. Been to the dessert. Why don't we take a break here? And when we come back, Fez will talk about his problem with High Noon. Run a Fez show.
It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I actually talked to Steve Blatter if I could do uh, a show on one of the music stations. And the idea uh, that I had for it is songs that I like that I sing over while they're playing. And he didn't get, uh, he couldn't get the concept down. I'm like, Steve, it's satellite, okay? We break the rules. Sing over the songs of the artist. That makes perfect sense to me. And he thought two people, uh, two groups of people wouldn't like that. Uh, the artists and the listeners. Uh, and he goes, he really thinks it's best if the DJ, which I don't say a disc, I don't know how you're a DJ anymore, uh, stays in between those two groups. Well, he's going to have to come up with better reasons than that. Why didn't you say that yesterday? Were you thinking it inside? You know what? Uh, this is my new thing I'm thinking of, Fess. I think you're a man with very hidden opinions. I think that you think things of people that you don't say. And that's why you get into those quiet jags like you had yesterday. Maybe you don't trust what would happen if you did let your true self out. But your true self is not out. No, I mean, this is a self that I think is... it's. Worries about the rape. being caught, being caught. But I think that your biggest concern is being found out for who you truly are. That's the thing that keeps you nervous. X, do you ever keep any opinions to yourself, like hidden opinions? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, sometimes things aren't always so fucking popular. When uh, give me one opinion that you have about anything in life that you keep to yourself. Oh, I think I'm anti-Israel, even though I date a, uh, a Jewish girl. And I have friends who are from Israel. 
Uh-huh. I think I, after, especially after this last fucking, whatever, the flotilla, the Gaza thing, I think I've become, in, I, I think I might be anti-Israel. Uh, as you know, I don't know whether you know this, man, I've been fairly, it's not so much that I'm anti-Israel, but I don't understand why it can't be talked about. Yeah. And I get very upset with two things. The Jewish people, who I at least kind of get for it, but the Christian people who are like, oh, no, we need Israel for the end times. And I'm like, huh, your fucking nuttiness gets me down. Well, there's a wall there you can pray at, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But you're right. Uh, you can't say you're anti. Look what they do to that old lady. Helen Thomas oh. got fucked. She was around for 90 years. She goes like this, fuck Israel, and boom. They put her on a water slide, and she was out in the, in the fucking street. Am I fired yet? Uh, you will be. Uh, Hidden Opinions, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, do you have any opinions, Fez, that you think you have to keep uh, hidden because they're uh, just not accepted in... In polite society? Um, a lot of times I find myself agreeing with racial profiling. Like when I go to the... Inside. Inside, yeah. I never say it out loud because... I've I find... heard you say it out loud. Really? Yeah, I don't think that you have to worry that your racist self is being hidden. I think it's one of the um, few things that you keep, uh, you keep out there. Some drinks will unhide that thing, that's for sure. Um... Yeah, oh yeah. Jeez, two drinks, and he's like, hey. Mom City. Hey, you know who I like? Anyone who's racist. I, I generally, though, think when I'm talking to most people, I always think this to myself. Now, are they just lying to me, or are they lying to themselves as well? Like, when I hear the shit most people say, I think to myself, are they trying to just play the angle, or... Uh, do they tell themselves so much shit that they're even believing this? Uh, Frank, Virginia, you're on a fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't really talk of their banning cell phones in the cars. I can't really talk about it because uh, people look at you like you're a baby killer. That uh, You just can't wait to get out on the road and start speeding around and just hitting people randomly. But I see no fucking problem. I've never had a problem using a cell phone in a car. And uh, you just kind of got to keep that shit to yourself nowadays. You do have to keep it to yourself in this world. Joe Cleveland, you're in run of Fez. Yeah, I think Chris Hansen was wrong for asking people. If a 15-year-old's going to sleep with somebody and they choose for that person to be a, over the age of 18, who gives a shit? All right, now where, where did this first start off with? What do you mean? With me? Yeah, I mean, what was the news story that you just quoted? I had a, I didn't understand it. Oh, the Chris Hansen when he was doing the, the Catch a Predator shit. So when you watch, let's say, Catch a Predator, you think to yourself, hey, I got no problem with this going on, but you can't say this in polite society because everybody will think you're insane. Oh, I think you're a pedophile and think you need to be locked up and right. look at your computer. So, uh, Joe, do you have a cutoff age? Is there any age that's too young for you? Uh, a like baby? 14. I mean, yeah. That's a I mean, that's really pushing it. I mean, like 14 or something. But, All right, uh, so you think a 14-year-old girl should be able to sleep with a grown man, but you can't You can't put that out anywhere because it sounds insane. Exactly. I, well, you know, I mean, biblically speaking, if you go back even just 100 years, 14-year-olds are getting married all the time. Oh, uh, actually, even... Yeah, we're not even... I mean, if it's Jerry Lee Lewis days, he had a 13-year-old, and it was a first cousin. So, yeah, yeah, maybe your biggest problem was born in Ohio... 
instead of Mississippi. Oh, there you go. All right, there you go. Talking about hidden opinions, uh, here's a guy like Joe. And I didn't under I forgot the Chris Hansen reference because I forgot how big that show was. Um, his point is this. He doesn't see anything wrong with it. He has to keep that to himself because you can't say this stuff in plate society. There's no debate. Just like Hicks has brought up Israel. You can't talk to a conservative or a liberal and say anything negative about Israel because they're protected on both sides. Um, here is uh, John, John Queen, Sean Ron Fez. Ron Fez, what up, what up? Yeah. Okay, how come black people can have, like, black entertainment television, but if white people had white entertainment television, it'd be racist? N there, there's so much reverse racism, it's ridiculous. All black colleges... You know, how come we can't have all white colleges? Now, do you feel like you can't say that in regular? You can say it to your white friends, but you can't say it to a mixed uh, races. Never. Like at a dinner table around, you know, a mixed group of people? No mm -hmm. way. I'd be considered a flaming racist. So you've got to keep these questions to yourself. Like, again, some people might think to themselves, you know, we had the Puerto Rican Day parade the other day. It's okay to be like, hey, pro Puerto Rico, but you can't be like, hey, pro white people, no Puerto Ricans here today. You know, that becomes a problem. Although the Puerto Ricans get around it by, and everyone is Puerto Rican today. Mm. Um, Doug, Doug, Jersey, you're in Manifest. Yeah, what's up, bro? Yeah. Um, I like to eat my girlfriend's asshole, and all my friends frown upon it. Now, they, have they ever tried eating your girlfriend's asshole? No, not my girlfriend. Well, one of them tried, but it didn't work. So you're saying any asshole? Yeah, well, just on a chick. So you can't... Okay, you like eating a woman's asshole. But you, But you feel like, I can't sit here and give my actual opinion because my friends don't have the ass freak. Exactly. They think it's disgusting. I, I love it. Prudes. What you may need right now is new friends. Maybe yeah, you've probably. outgrown that vagina-licking crowd that you grew up with, and you need some ass friends. Um, let's go over here to Keith. Keith in Louisiana. You're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, it's down here because of the uh, the religious thing. It's really hard to be non-Christian, or if you you can't tell people you're an atheist or agnostic at all. It's a you, hard thing to do around here. So you just got to be like, "Yay, Jesus! Oh, Amen, everybody." Absolutely. You can't yeah. talk to your customers about it, or they won't be your customers anymore. So I have uh, heard about that from some friends of mine that live in Tennessee that uh -huh. feel like they're okay with their Christianity, but because of their kids and their kids' friends, they have to overdo it a little bit in public because they would be considered almost weirdos in that world, and they need their kids to be able to get along at school and wherever so they got to act like yay oh yeah he's risen you know whatever those things that you got to say out there hicks you uh identifying a little bit with the s man yeah can't eat, can eat the s the way you love to why don't you try to pull it tight first pull it tight go in maybe that'll help some of those guys out um here's paul detroit you're on a fez uh yeah i'm a cop and um, I can't tell my buddies I think weed should be legal, the other cops, because they look at me like I'm nuts. Do, do, when you're with your friends, and you're a cop and your friends are cops, do you got to make sure that you don't call all cops pigs when you're with them? 
<laughs> you ever have to say, oh, man, you know why I hate pigs? I mean, not, not, no, we're good guys, but I'm just saying. But do you ever like to smoke a little weed yourself? I did in college. I don't, I don't anymore, but it's still, it seems like a waste of time and money what we're doing with it. Um, uh, are your cop friends kind of more thick necks, less understanding? They are, but I bet you that every one of them smoked weed, too. Yeah. So. Um, all right, there you go. Uh, let's go over. We're just talking about hidden opinions. Opinions that you cannot say in reality. You just can't bring them up. Uh, here's Joe, Jersey. You're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, I know it's not a popular belief, but I think that firemen, especially volunteer firemen, are the biggest geeks in the world. They walk around in these, like, shirts that are too tight for their fat asses with mm -hmm. these beepers the size of VCRs. They're like these closet pyromaniacs. They get off on being called a hero. I think 9-11 was the happiest day in their world because, in their life, because they, they you know, they finally, you know, they, they get off on being portrayed as a hero. I don't think they're selfless at all. I you, think like, you ever get in the back of your mind, you ever think this? Heroes, more like zeros. Might be the way to go for you. Uh, doesn't think firemen are heroes. Again, you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say, no, I don't think teachers do uh, all that good work. you got to act like, well, you can't say this. One of the things that's just, children are our future. Sometimes I like to say not necessarily, or not those kids that we're looking at right there. They're mostly fuck-ups. You can't even say, I don't think that we should invest money into those kids because they seem like the losers. I'd like to take that money that we're wasting on the kids, put it in the smart Asian kids instead of our stupid kids. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Rob, you're on Fez. Hey, what's going on, boys? Yeah. The, uh, the whole deal with the wife has the kids, and now she's a little chunkier. Mm -hmm. and I can't tell her who I want to fuck, and she ain't it anymore. Uh, you, you're, you can't give your uh, actual opinion to your wife about what she does for you sexually. Exactly. That's a tough one. Is there anything she could do to kind of turn you on a little more, Rob? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. She could She could do a little more work for me. Um, do you feel like you're past the point now, though? Like you no longer even care? No. Once, once her mother-in-law dies, and uh, maybe some spark will come back in her life, but... Well, I hope that happens for you soon. Good luck, uh, yeah. Rob. Can't say the things on his mind. Hidden opinions. It's a tough world out there. Uh, Pete, you're on running Fez. Rod A.B., Fezzy yeah. W. Yeah. God bless you guys. Love you. Good. Funny, it's never okay for a guy, especially a big black guy like myself, to say another guy is good looking. Mm-hmm. Why you, is that? Uh, you got to keep it on the down low. <laughs> I mean, but Roddy, I'm a straight guy. Sometimes I see other guys. I thought you said you're a black guy. Yes, I'm a black guy. Black All black guys will eventually have sex with another guy. It's very well known. All right. Let me bring you this. Uh, you ever watched the old movies where only white guys were in prison together? Yes. Like those 1930 movies? Right. There was no such thing as jailhouse sex in those days. It wasn't <laughs> till black guys went to prison to right. where there was... Jailhouse sex, the DL, the down low. Um, Hicks, do you ever take it upon yourself to say some guy is good looking? I try not to. No, I think earlier today I did say Leonardo DiCaprio was good looking. Well, here's an interesting thing. 
Let's suppose you're watching a soccer game, right? And one of the girls say, oh, that fucking guy's good looking. If you already said, no, he's not, that means that you do have some criteria in what guys you find to be attractive. Just if, if you say that any guy is ugly, it means you think that some other guy is attractive. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pete, yeah, this is going to be a tough one for you. Thank you. Just Help keep it to yourself. Life. Just let your, you. let your pants do the talking. <laughs> Thanks, Roddy. Talk to you later, man. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Steven, Long Island, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, this is just a great topic. I think most people walk around with all these hidden opinions that can never be truthful to anyone. Like, I love my sister-in-law. I think she's the hottest thing in the world. I could never, ever tell anyone that, except now I'm telling millions of people. Yeah. Now, how long have you thought this? Oh, my God. Decades. Now, does she know? No, of course not. You've never. kept it quiet to everyone. No one. I, you're the first person I've ever told in my life. Do you feel any better? Um, liberated in a way. Now, I'm now going to give you the best. The way you've been handling this, perfect. Never yeah. let it get out there. Because just imagine uh, if your chick ever said to you, oh, you know who's hot? Your brother. That's what? somebody I could be interested in. That would never work for you. So you're doing it well, Steve. Thank you. All right. And hidden opinions. This is actually a good thing. It's even different than confession because confession is something you've done in the past and you're, you know, somewhat shameful about it. But a hidden opinion is something that you actually think, but you realize enough of society is against you that you can't even get into this. Uh, let's head over here to Mike in Florida. You're on Fez. Hey, guys. I really don't support the troops. They could all come home tomorrow, and I'd be happy for them. And I really don't think it'd make that big of a difference. Uh, and you mean in your own life or in their life? Well, I think it'd make a big difference in their lives, but I think this bit that they're over there protecting our freedom on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. I don't really buy it. Um, it is an interesting thing because I brought this up before, and like I said before, like the real to me it was always the real hero kind of troops, so the guys that were drafted and were forced into it. That's a guy that you would say to yourself, "What a fucked up situation," but a guy who has said to himself, "I've decided to join the army as a job," then you're like, "Well, you know." That's almost like saying you're going to go out and work on oil rigs or whatever. It's kind of dangerous work, but you decided to do it. The, the thing about it, though, and I will say that most people go into the armed forces with the, I believe in this country, I'm going to do something for it, though. But I will say this, uh, Mike, most of the I support the troop stuff is bullshit. Oh, I agree. And I, I'm not saying they're not brave. Right. I'm just saying I don't think that that they're really the only thing that stands between between us and America's destruction. I think we everything would go along just fine whether they were stationed all over the world or not. Yeah, but my point is always is the same people who put up the yellow ribbons and say they support the troops are the first to vote against health care for them, the first to vote against the uh, – a fucking living that these people can make to have a little dignity. 
the, the support the troop things is bullshit. And they'll do the same things with cops, teachers, and firemen. Most of the people that say, oh, those cops, I support them a million percent. What about a raise? Nope. Don't think they need it. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's uh, PK in Arizona. You're on Fez. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. I am a pastor's son, and I feel like what the Christian church is today is way far from what the Bible um, designed for the church to be, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and and it, it sucks for me because I do believe in Jesus. I believe what the Bible says is absolutely right, but the way it's been portrayed now is, is, is I think it's way off, but I don't get to say that because, you know, I'm the pastor's kid. I lead the band. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That's you, can you ever say it to your old man? No, not yet, because I don't think he's ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it, you know, Dusty like Springfield. You're Dusty Springfield. You know who you remind me of? You remind me of the girl in Footloose who really did want to dance after all. <laughs> uh, that would be, I, I, I think it would be interesting to bring it up to your father and see how he reacted to you. Because right. I think if he's not open minded about it, uh, you're right for anything that you have to say. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Talking about hidden opinions, opinions you actually think to yourself but can't bring up because society is so much in the opposite direction. Terry in Philadelphia, you're on run fez Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that I hate babies, uh, especially my friends' babies. I'm 28, and all my friends are having their first and second round of kids. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we get together... All the talk is like, oh, she did the cutest thing. She, like, looked at her foot today. It was the cutest thing. And, and then all the other moms have to compete of whose baby's cuter. And I don't know, I just hate them all. Um, I think people, I think talking about your baby is almost like talking about your dreams. It's so fucking self-indulgent. And uh, also, how many friends that you'll meet will be like, this baby has changed me completely. I'm always like, just like for a little while, just like you are with your chick, where that, you know, when you first fall in love, it's that craziness. Doesn't always stay there. I'm with that guy. I don't like children. I really, I really dislike children being around them and, and babies. And uh, Now, do you have a hard time being around a kid? Yeah. I don't, I, I feel strange. I feel Why? Awkward. I don't know. It's like I can't curse as much as I, I can't talk the way I would normally talk. So you, seriously, you just need to curse all the time, Lenny Bruce. I don't know. I just fuck, I just don't, I don't like being around children. I don't know what to talk to them about. I yeah. I try to ignore them. Uh, here is, uh, Beth. You're on Ron and Fez. They're probably equally scared. Good. Hi, Ron. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, when my friends tell me they're in a new relationship or they're having a baby or getting married, I'm just not, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just not happy for them. They want me, I'm supposed to be happy for them and say, oh my God, that's great, but I just don't care. Now, do you fake it along? Yeah, of course. I, you know, I smile and I say, oh, I'm so happy for you. This is great, but it just does nothing for me. I'm not happy for them. I just don't care. All right. Um, I'm glad that you got it out. It's a hidden opinion. Uh, she doesn't really care much about her friends and family. A lot of it. Eh, whatever. I don't see how that changes things for me. Here's Dominic in Jersey. You're on Ronnie Fez. Ronnie, two bucks. What's shaking? What do you say, my friend? 
Uh, I hate America. Can't really say it, can't talk about it, but this is not the country that, that my parents uh, fled from uh, a dictatorship in Italy to come to. This is not the country that, you know, people sacrifice their lives in World War One and Two for. You know, it's we, we piss on our own people. We piss on our own land. We invade other countries. It's it's pretty sickening. We've become the New Jersey of the world. Uh, what would you like to see us do, Dominic? Where would you feel better? Uh, you know, uh, some peace would be nice. Uh, you know, if we, we would, would get off the oil, you know, to begin with and, and stop fighting wars overseas, uh, you know, that are, that are costing us all these great lives. So maybe the thing is this. It's not so much that you hate America. It's American. It's the current... Americans that are out there. Exactly. I hate what America has become. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't think it's everybody in America is uh, is fucking, you know, is like the most, type of person that you hate, but a good majority of mafia. Most of the people are still great in this country. It's just it's just the rubes kind of that have been running the show and and we're we become so apathetic, uh, you know, it, it's become a bad thing in this society to be an intellectual now. Oh uh, yeah. But but for the most part, you know, the the people here are still great, but uh, we just got to get our shit together. I appreciate it. We're talking about hidden opinions, and there's Dominic. He hates America. Uh, Chris in L.A., what do you got? What's your hidden opinion? Uh, since I was about 10 years old, my fantasy, my dream girl, was always my sister. I've always wanted to fuck my sister for the longest time. And she's not my blood sister. Where I'm adopted, but still, it's uh, one of those things you really can't tell anybody. Uh, older sister, baby sister. Uh, older sister, uh, six years older than me. Uh, have you ever brought it up to her? No, of course not. No, hell no. I, I have seen her naked a couple times. But uh, now, under what circumstances yeah, did you see her naked? Uh, I, I walked in there in our home when she was uh, dressing. On purpose? Of course. Okay, of Chris. Course. All right, dangerous game you're playing there, my friend. Um, talk to you later. Uh, Sean, Albany, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, an opinion I can't share, especially around my town or my friends, is that my friend's sister shouldn't, when she gave birth to her kid, the kid was born not breathing, and by the time they were able to get it breathing again, it was so severely brain damaged that it has zero quality of life, and I think that they should have, instead of continuing to fight afterwards, even after they got it breathing again, mm -hmm. they went through all these procedures and everything to keep her alive and keep her going, and I think that they shouldn't have done that because they were being selfish to the kids. Never brought it up to another person? No, I can't. If I did that, I would be ostracized from everybody in the group. It is really interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're talking about some of this stuff, uh, is considered against a, all society. Some of it, just the group of friends that you have. If you happen to hang out with friends that are like very much into green stuff or non-smoking stuff, uh, if you happen to hang out with people who are really into cars, it's tough to say to them, I wish you'd shut the fuck up about just your constant materialism um it's tough it's tough so you keep some of this shit to yourself um personally when you work in a in the kind of business that we have and have all the kind of friends occasionally people will think to themselves and i think that joke went too far but in our world you're not allowed to say that 
You're not allowed because you have to be like, oh, hey, we joke about everything. But occasionally people here will be thinking, well, you know, that's a that's a child that happened to. You can't do that in our world. Doesn't mean that you're wrong. Doesn't even necessarily mean that you're right. Just means that sometimes in life you find yourself swimming along with the rest of the pool instead of being able to be out there and say what's really on your mind. Uh, Bill. In Jersey, you're on Renefez. Hey, what's going on, Ronnie? Yeah. Uh, I don't really believe in marriage at all. I think it's archaic at this point, and I also really don't believe that two people can really stick together forever. I just feel like people aren't meant to be together forever, but you can't say that in front of couples because they start going apeshit. Well, you know, uh, this actually started, uh, I remember, in a Woody Allen movie. I can't which one, maybe it was Annie Hall, where he said... What is wrong with a life being just like five or six shorter relationships? What is it about that one long thing that even now, if someone says, we've been married for 47 years, everyone goes, yay, like that is somehow better. Um, And the conversation that started this, there is no better time than that early I'm excited by love feeling. You behave better. The other person behaves better. Why wouldn't you want to string that together and have that feeling 14, 16 times? What is it just about having that feeling once and then the 47 years we've been out there? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's uh, Dan in Seattle. You're on Fez. Hello, Ron. Yeah. Uh I don't feel like I can uh, tell anybody. I can't. I can't come out. I'm a gay man, and I moved out to Seattle because it's, uh, I guess, friendlier for me. But uh, it's not an easy thing to do, even though it's 2010. I don't know. I can I. I probably could tell my friends that I have out here and stuff. But I. I mean, it eventually get over to my siblings, probably, and then to my parents. And I, I just that's something I got to keep to myself. I well, guess. you sound like an adult man. About what age? bracket are you in uh 31 all right so you're in your 30s right yeah uh what handle do your parents have over you anymore well that's funny that that i I think about that all the time and it's just a matter of i i think when i think about that i i revert to some kind of thinking that i've had since i was a kid and i i I, some uh, i just detach from being an adult and i just Mm -hmm. they're just not gonna ever understand that they'll never understand um Dan, here's another thing, though. So you're you're in gay relationships now. I I am, yeah, I'm in yeah. It now, yeah. Um, and that becomes like a nerve wracking thing for you. What if you found out? Well, it's yeah, it's not the hardest thing to do. To, to it's not like I'm I'm not trying that hard to to hide it. Right. Much. It's it's kind of easy. I'm just I'm I don't know how I don't know what would happen if my family found out. Like just just from you know you growing up and stuff. I mean, I think I just don't know, man. I just I don't think it always right. confuses me about gay men why they this thing about being accepted by like their sexual preferences being accepted by their parents. Because I guarantee you, if most parents knew the straight 
sexual acts that their kids were involved into, they'd be fucking turned off. Like the guy who called her earlier says, all I want to do is eat my girlfriend's ass. No one ever comes out and says that to their mother and father. I don't know what it is about gay men who fucking thinks to themselves, I want you to accept that I'm putting a penis in my mouth while I'm taking another one in the rest. Leave your parents out of it. It's none of their business. Well, I, 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 um, it's funny, too, because when, when I hear other people talk about this or if I'm in a conversation other people right. have similar experiences, I, I, I'm all, <laughs> I, I, I think to myself, well, just do what you have to do. Right. But when it comes to me, I, I lose my mind. Yeah, just I, step over that line. It, it feels like that line is right there. That Look, you can't I, get over. But what? But what is it about it? It's like, believe me when I tell you this. I've had fucking things, and so is my brother. Where you break up with crazy pussy, and they fucking feel the need to tell your mother how fucking nuts you are. And I had to tell my mother, they're lying. And I never felt like I was in the fucking closet with it. But what am I supposed to fucking um, say? Yeah, Mom, I like to fucking smack him in the ass. I think with... What? It's none of her business. You don't bother your mother with this. So, Dan, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, I want I, you to... I know a guy, a guy I know just came out. He was somewhere in the same sort of situation. And, and uh, he just... He, he changed. He when, he... when he decided he was out, he changed. He lost weight. And it, it's not, not like he was trying, but it just... Life became less stressful for him. He he's smiling all the time now. He's he's lost weight. He's it's just it's sort of like a starting point, and he stepped over it and he moved on, and he's just a happy person. I'm like, why can't I, I just look, look myself in the mirror? Why can't I do that? I, I I get completely what you're saying that you know the person who lives without secrets lives uh, without stress, but at that point. It's not all about being fucking accepted. The person who who lives with less stress is the person who is okay with people not fucking liking them. You know, no one ever seems like, I came out with to my parents, they hated me, but I don't care. I feel empowered that I say this is who I am. That's where you fucking need to be. You can't be empowered by needing other people to accept you. Can't work out that way. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think it works just as much as my fucking point of view is to sincerely say what I do is none of your fucking business. I think if you get there, you'll be able to come out even easier. That works for almost everything else, too. Like, yeah. That's, that's how I feel about most everything. You're not going to take any shit off anybody, Danny. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> you're damn from Seattle. Nothing bothers you. <laughs> Talk to you later, dude. But I don't know with the whole thing of saying to your mom, Mom, I real this is my sexual thing and I want you to accept it and love me. I don't think any fucking mother wants to hear that about their kids. Hicks, I'm sure if your parents knew what the fuck you're up to. Yeah, they'll not talk about that. One guy said he wanted the thirteen year olds were able to good the fuck. That's much worse I guess it's sort of the same thing, but I'd say it's worse than being gay. I think it's worse. Why does it matter worse or better? The guy's not acting on it. Right? Right. It's only if you act on And the fucking fact is, if I don't know what this thing is about. It's almost like we went 
into that thing yesterday. Uh, I want my parents to see me graduate from high school or hit a home run. Why don't you fucking grow up and just fucking say, I'm doing shit for myself. This whole thing of, of you still want your fucking coloring things put up on the refrigerator. Look, that one's the sun and it's over the house. Cut it the fuck out. Dan hasn't got anything out there to fucking uh, worry about. Uh, Travis, what's a hidden opinion you have? Travis, we got you, buddy? Yeah, you got me. What do you got for me, pal? Uh, it's it's pretty odd, but uh, my wife cheated on me a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns me on a little bit, i got to be honest. Um... What is it that turns you on? Just thinking about her with another woman, another man? Yeah, I guess so. You know, I don't know. Just that, uh, you know, she got wound up enough to do it, I guess. Uh, now, when it first happened, it fucking... Mad as hell. Yeah, it made you furious. Crazy. Then the thought of her being sexual is what turns you on. Totally. Exactly. Now, have you thought about taking that any further? No. No. Being a Bad fucking idea. cockle, letting maybe one of your favorite radio producers come over your house, dominate your fucking <laughs> wife in front of you while you sit and cry and eat milk duds. That might be your thing, Travis. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You know, not, you wouldn't be not. giggling if you didn't like this idea. Hey, Travis, do you know the other guy? Uh, no, no, I don't. I mean, I know who he was, mm-hmm. but no, I never met him. In the fantasy that you have, right, about this, right, right, is she extra turned on? Totally, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Mm. All right. You know? I, de- I think you ought to bring it up to her. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea. I mean, or you just, like, fun. keep, you like having that extra thing with, at least I didn't fuck around like you did. Yeah, exactly. All right. It turns to playing my favorite once in a while. All right, talk to you later, man. Peace. Yeah. Uh, here's, uh, Tomas, you're on Manifest Show. What's up, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, I live on the New Mexico, uh, Mexico border. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm of Mexican descent. And, you know, this whole issue with, uh, immigration, I don't want any more of the beaners coming over. I'm, I'm done. But when I tell my family, you know, I don't want any more to come over, they use the old excuse, well, they're just looking for a better life. Right. But enough is enough already. Now, how long has your family been in this country? Uh, 150 years. Okay, so you've been here long enough, but because you have that background, you've got to be like, hey, pro-Mexico. Yes, mm. exactly. And I'm, I, it's not, I mean, everyone's like, well, they do jobs that nobody else does. Well, the reason they do jobs for everybody else is they undercut on price, they don't pay taxes, they don't do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my thing. All right. The the Thanks. Hispanic guy who doesn't like Mexican, obviously, Fez, had an opinion. Can't talk about it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Hey, Ray. Ray, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't stand democracy. All right, God, give us I the think, reasons why. Well, uh, it, every time someone casts a vote, they're advocating the use of violent coercion to impose their plan for society on everyone else. Um, now, what do you mean by violent? I'm, I'm... Well, government is violent coercion. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the only tool they have. 
laws have to be enforced. The root of the word is force. So what would you have besides democracy? Well, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I believe in a voluntary society. Right. But wouldn't it... What? And a lot of people, the point is, a lot of people, you can't talk about this with a lot of people because they look like, at you like you got 16 heads. Well, I mean, the problem with, the, like, the purity of what you're into is wouldn't as soon as somebody have an, enough money, they would start and hire, uh, you know, bodyguards, and they would start and push people around, so you need someone to stop that, and off we are with a well, government. My point is, uh, that's what government is. Right. That, that just because you institutionalize it and uh, give everybody a say doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be just or that it's any better than having a bunch of little mafias that you might actually have a chance to resist. So you feel like if it was a bunch of little mafias, you, you could get around better around the world? Uh, I think you have a chance to resist them, whereas no. you don't have a chance to resist a despotic government regime. Right. I just think with the little mafias, before you know it, you got one wins, and then you've got a government, no matter which way you get around it. But, well, then you, then you see government in the same way as I do. Well, I, get, I, get it, I get it completely, but, you know, what are you going to be able to pull off? Doug, in Auckland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, family. Uh, I got some family members, you know, they're just fuck-ups in life, and it's, you know, we want nothing to do with them, and they take offense to it, and it's like, hey, you know, <clears throat> I've, I've stayed out of trouble my whole life. I don't need to bother being part, part of your troubles and chaos. Um, I will uh, tell you this. The thing with family, I think, is one of the oddest things that we have. Why people feel more connection there than anywhere else. Uh, that people will show loyalty to family more than they were, let's say, co-workers who showed loyalty to them. Uh, sometimes I almost think it's self-destructive. How much power... We talked about it with the parents. What is it about those two people that you need them to accept your sexuality? You're not worried about your boss and his wife accepting your sexuality. It's definitely self-destructive. I mean, right. I, I fucking hated my fucking family pretty much and that's i've had friends who care more about me than they have right at some points it doesn't make sense to base your whole life around them if they don't give a fuck and so they're, just, they're just really just hurting you effectively and what connection in some of those cases now don't get me wrong if it works out for you i think it's fine but i do think that i have no fucking feelings that somehow because they're family they get to treat you in a fashion that you wouldn't take from any other swinging dick on the fucking street. I'm not playing that fucking game. And how often does it come out as it works out for you? I think it's fucking rare for anyone to have a healthy relationship with their family. Or I don't know, maybe yeah, the people I hang out with, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, particularly at your age, and then what you'll find out uh, when you get older that, I mean, I know people who wait on their elderly parents like, you know... It would be hard to see them helping anybody else out like that. Now, if your parents were great with to you or whatever, then that's love. That's a that can be a very beautiful thing. But when you have that thing of my dad was never any good to me, and now I've got to wipe his ass and make sure that's fucking asking a lot. Apologize. That's John asking Mark. a lot. Um, let's go over here to uh, James in Oklahoma. You're a Yeah, I don't. 
Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, Ron, uh, my wife and I are swingers, and we enjoy it. It's uh, improved our marriage. Not that we had any problems before, but, you know, we can't let any of our family or uh, really anybody in our immediate area know we have to go out of town uh, to uh, to play. Uh, where, where do you go to, to have sex? Uh, we usually, uh, we live, uh, not too far from Dallas, so we, uh, like to hit the swinger clubs there, uh, mm-hmm. meet with, uh, people in Dallas. And it never turns you off when you look over and see your wife fucking some shit kicker hayseed? It's never, never been a jealousy moment, moment for you? No, it, it's, uh, you know, we play separately some, and, you know, sometimes I'll ask her, you know, how it was. Uh, other times not, uh, but for us, it's a real turn on to see each other uh, with other people too. Uh, you know, we don't worry about cheating or anything like that. Uh, it just we see all these other couples that have problems because of mm-hmm. of cheating and jealousy, and uh, that just doesn't happen for us. But we can't be can't be open about it. And uh, we, we've met a lot of people that think that you know what we do is a whole lot worse than cheating, and we just. We don't understand that. Uh, when you hear the guy in Utah who uh, called earlier said that he liked thinking about his wife with another uh, woman, you're like thinking in the back of your head, maybe this would be good for him. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could be I a swing. Uh, you know, I recommend it uh, if it's something you're both uh, curious about trying and, uh, and uh, you know, just set out some ground rules ahead of time. I've been, and, uh, really uh, yeah. be beneficial. Uh, I've been trying to talk Hicks and his girlfriend into this. What? How's it going? Well, I haven't worked on Hicks yet, just his girlfriend. <laughs> Wait, what? That's the key. My thing right now is you're too good for him. This is my opening line oh, I like Jesus. to use. Nick, San Diego, you're on Fez. What's going on, Ron? What do you got, pal? You know, i just hearing that other caller. You know, I just hate gay people, man. But not, not as individuals, but mm-hmm. more of as a group, like... For example, like the don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. Like they just feel like if they don't let everybody know they're gay, then they're doing their group just like an injustice for some reason. Like what doesn't matter if people know you're gay? Nobody walks around telling each other that they're straight or they're any other sexual preferences, but they have this thing where it's like I'm going against myself if I don't fucking announce to the entire world that I'm gay. Mm. Like, why? Just keep it to yourself, like you said. So Your sexual you, preferences, whatever you want. You think gay people are kind of self-indulgent, take up too much much oxygen? Exactly. It's like, hmm. you, know, you can do your thing, man. I have no problem with it. But for you to just try and shove it down everybody's throats, just calm the fuck down. I don't mind. Just calm down. All right. Uh, there it is. And, of course... <clears throat> That's not the type that you could... Let's say if you have kind of hip liberal friends. You can't ever say to them, oh, I'm really grossed out by gay people. Or, um, I really think that women should stay home and watch the kids. You want to have a kid, why don't you stay home with it? You can't say those type of things because it tends to be so far beyond where the kind of thinking is nowadays. Just in the same way that I guess it's hard for Christian people to say, no, I have no problem with anyone getting an abortion. You know, you can't bring that up at a church group. Now, there's a lot of people who belong to churches in the back of their mind are pro-choice. They can't say it in public. Uh, Chris, you're on Renefez. Yeah, I find astronauts very attractive. Which one in particular? Oh, any of them. 
For me, it's all about Gus Grissom. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. the hair. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Look who it is. Um, and I'm going to, you remember his new theme song is Do You, Do You Remember by the Earls. No, that was Remember Then. Oh, Remember Then by the Earls, was it? Yep. How ironic, the Earls. Blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard, fucking blowhard. You are boring, boring blowhard. Why are we in a thing with you, fucking blowhard? Blowhard, blowhard. Blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard. Fucking blowhard. Fucking blowhard. Where the hell did that come from, Hicks? That was sent in. By the oh, oh, Matt, time. I believe. I mean, somebody actually took the time, but not enough love, <laughs> but I think he has a great beat and you can dance to it. Uh, Blowhard, uh, you've got the, uh, the league going with us that I guess now we can't even find out for two weeks who's well, winning. Listen, look, earlier Pepper made a racetrack reference. Now, let right. me ask Pepper a question. Let's say you and I are going out to Belmont for the Belmont Stakes. Let's go. Crown race. Oh, I'm, I can't wait. But we get to the track 11 a.m. for the first race because they always add extra races, right? What happens from the first day we get to the track, that first race, 11, 11.30 in the morning until the main race at 6.30 p.m.? You wait, it's anticipation. And that's what this is all about now with this bracket pool. We don't know who's going to advance. So let's just pretend we're waiting to see what happens with bated breath and anticipation and just excitement. Well, and we also, of course, can't make any changes because we've bet every one of them. But you ready for this little uh, spy report? Spy report. Spy report. In the hardcore division, number one right now, Fez Watley. Yes. Wow. Yes. Is in first place. Congratulations. Fez, who are your strikers? Uh, I have no idea. Who's your goalie? My goalie? Oh, shoot. I can't remember who my goalie is. And yet he's winning this. It's ridiculous. We got a long way to go. I hope so. But yeah, hope we do. It's a long way down. to go. Not if I, I start to pull a big lead and get way out in front here. There's no reason you shouldn't feel that way because you're dominating. Congratulations, Fez. Thank you. Number one in the hardcore league. So do me a favor. Thing, you got the other leagues going on to keep yourself occupied until after the 25th. Why don't we do this, Fez? Let's celebrate with an extra box of cigars. What kind of... Where are you getting them from? From Famous-Smoke.com. When are they supposed to come in to you? Do you know? I should get them, I think, tomorrow. When they come in, I'd like to announce your name on the air. I'll be waiting for it. Blow hard, blow hard, blow hard, fucking blow hard, blow wind, blow hard, fucking blow hard. I think we need a little music track, and maybe we can put a little more love into it, but... Now, uh, blow hard, I was in a conversation with people here about hidden opinions. I'm going to make a guess here and say you don't have hidden opinions. I pretty much let it out there. I kind of yeah. throw it out there, but the one thing that I despise... As, as you get older, you get a little wisdom, um, even in my case, as pathetic as that sounds. But I hate the concept of people who always claim to be happy and have to remind you how great their lives are, how happy they are. Because I always suspect that they're hiding something or they're just plain fucking ignorant. And I, I just think that the way life is, you can have a tolerable life and have nice things happen. But when I come across like a couple of friends or married for a couple of years and, oh, our lives are so great, I just, I always find something just very, very 
wrong about people who wear it on their sleeve as if they're telling a lie. And one of the examples is my girlfriend had a minister, a Baptist minister, pumping out babies, taking the kids, the youth group out all the time for trips, being there to help them with their homework. And my girl would always say, oh, Reverend so-and-so is such a great guy. And I would always be a little suspicious. I said, this mm -hmm. guy sounds too good to be true. Turns out the guy was a pedophile. He got arrested for not, even, not only having hardcore kitty porn on his computer, but he was molesting boys, buying teenage boys drinks. Uh, that's even worse. So yeah, and, you and would have felt better if he would have just told you that up front. I mean, the whole idea of happiness mm -hmm. when, again, I'm sure you know people who just will constantly bring up how great, if you're a happy person, you don't have to tell everybody about it because maybe it's a genetic Scandinavian thing, but, you know, we're not the most happiest people. Get a Bergman movie and you just yeah, I know. You... collapse in it. But I just, I am so skeptical. When the I weird thing is, Blowhard is actually happier than most Scandinavian people. I pretty much am. I'm you, totally you... typical. Yeah, when it comes to those kind of people, you're joyful uh, because the regular Scandinavian people are those kind of no-feeling California people that very kind of weird me out. Very unemotional. As a matter of fact, a lot of people used to email me back in the early days of the show and ask me if I was Italian or, you know. Yeah, everybody thinks you're Italian. Because I talk with my hands and I'm a little more uh, animated. But, you know, Scandinavian speaks. And because a... you shoot people in the back of the neck. Exactly. Just like Fargo, you know, that's uh... the characterization. But the whole thing is... When you come across somebody who says, wow, my life is great, and my wife, and my kid got a B, and, and uh. all A's, and you're just like, but there's got to be something there. You know, there's, no, there's a lack of honesty, and I always prefer to be with people who are going to be like, you know what, I feel like shit today. You know what, I do too. Maybe it's just I'm a miserable, I don't know. All right, thanks, Blowhard, I appreciate it. I will admit, I did kind of know that about him a little bit. I don't think there's too many opinions of his that he doesn't express. All right, we got a break here. Uh, back in just a couple of moments. Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. The Ron and Fez show. Sirius 197, XM202. The virus. Number three, step forward. Tell me the keys, you cocksucker. In English, please. Excuse me. In English. I the fucking keys. You're not what the fuck? It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I appreciate everybody being on Hidden Opinions. Even some of the people with a little more shocking opinions, at least we got some honesty in our lives. Because, you know, you live on a, in a world now where you got Fox News on one side. I don't feel like I relate to them. And the NBC uh, News people on the other side don't feel like I relate to them. Tired of it. Tired of it all. Love hearing from some people saying some actual true things. And finally, a song. Blow hard, blow and blow hard, fucking blow. Who did that? Well, you need to promote the guy who did the song. Meadowlands Mark. I said Mike before. It's Meadowlands Mark. All right. Never call him uh, Mike when it's Mark. Let's listen to his blow hard song. Blow hard, blow hard, blow hard, fucking blow hard, fucking blow hard, fucking blow hard. Fucking blow hard. 
You are boring, boring blowhard. Why are we in a thing with you, fucking blowhard? Blowhard, blowhard. Blowhard, blowhard, blowhard. Fucking blowhard, blowhard, blowhard. Fucking blowhard. Fucking blowhard. Fucking blowhard. I don't know. Now that you hear it the second time, I'm not sure he put all that much into it. Not sure he uh, even tried all that hard. Uh, Fez, fourth grade teacher at a Christian school who was fired for getting pregnant before marriage, said she was shocked when the principal asked her when she conceived. So I guess she conceived, decides to get married. Uh, he decides to fire her. Uh, she told the... Um, and didn't think that an honest answer would leave her unemployed. Uh, what's that? Here. Up here? Or? Yeah. Well, you told me just the opposite. We got a guest that's trying to set up a story here. Uh, all right. Tell us exactly who's coming in. Uh, Kate Flannery from The Office. You'd know her as Meredith. Uh, she's promoting her, um, her lounge act called The Lampshades. They have, uh, they're playing uh, Philadelphia, the Helium Comedy Club, on July 16th and doing the Stress Factory in New Brunswick on the 17th. All right, so Kate Flannery plays Meredith on The Office. Yep. She is um, always the chick who's drunk and a little yeah. bit, would you, could you say loose? A little bit. I think she's slept with Creed. I don't know if she has slept with Creed. I don't think she has, although that would be great. I'll try to bring that up to her. All right, so she is on The Office. Which uh, we're trying to get a bunch of office people to sign stuff. I think this is our third now. Yep. We had Creed, Mindy, and who? And now Meredith. And now Meredith. No one else from the show? Not yet, no. Mm. Uh, the Office, uh, of course, a very strong show. And uh, when she's not performing there, The Office, she's got this, uh, the lampshades. That's when her and her partner, Scott Robinson, take their kind of uh, singing act I would just say it kind of like lounge, like a lounge. Like, like, a, like a fun lounge, yeah. act, right? Uh, out on the road, uh, you can see them in uh, Philadelphia at the Helium Comedy Club, and then the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. Uh, let's bring her in from the office, Kate Flannery. Flannery in studio with us, uh, of course, from the office, as well the Comedy Lounge Act uh, that you're touring with now, The Lampshades. How are you, Kate? I'm great. How are you? Uh, you 
have got a character uh, that is incredibly well-known in, in terms of how quickly you can set that character up. <laughs> it's, it's nice to be the physical comedy on a very um, n- not always physical show. You know? Oh, is that so? That's the way. You know, you, so that's the way I, I define myself. You, you came at it immediately with "I'm going to bring physical comedy." Uh, not immediately. It took yeah. a while to sort of figure out what you know what my character was about. But you know, it's it was definitely worth the wait when they figured it out. No, I'm going to imagine that other than the the kind of central uh, lead characters, that the rest of the characters probably weren't that kind of written deeply, I guess, right? When you it, first you know, came it took in. a while. When 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 we first started uh the first season of the office, basically the the Steve and and uh you know Pam, Jim, uh Dwight, they were all pretty solid and everybody else was sort of like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. Because you know? uh, when you watch the English office, I don't think most of those people got explored very much. Right. And I think that's the difference between the British version and the American version. I feel like, and I think that people really respond to like the, you know, the hell that everyone's going. It's like once you kind of understand Angela and Phyllis and, you know, Kevin, I think it makes it even funnier because everybody can relate more. You know, I always thought particularly your character too, of that woman who gets totally hammered really (laughs) quick and doesn't seem to have much more on her mind. Yeah, my, my parents are very proud, I yeah. have to say. Very, very proud. Now, your parents uh, have a bar, right? Yeah, actually, my, my dad ran a bar for, uh, he owned a bar for a, about 50 years. It was my grandfather's first. Now my brother runs a bar, uh, and my dad is the daytime bartender, if you will. Semi-retired. And that's in Philadelphia? It is. It is. called T.A. Flannery's. Yeah. <laughs> Which is in Rittenhouse Square, right? Uh, it's it's not far off the square. We're, yeah. We're, we're on the uh, the lesser known side of the uh, <laughs> The lesser known <laughs> And I guess your dad and your brother have just been through hell with the Philadelphia sports teams. How about it, right? Making the championships, two different oh. sports, only to lose. I know, but you know, it's but it's always good though. You know, yeah. I mean, people come. They, you know, it's 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 a it's a great place to commiserate, right? And you're and you're taking your stand up, your lounge act, yes. back to Philadelphia. Yeah, it's the first time I'm playing there, which is very exciting. And um, you know, hopefully the comedy club will have me back after I have like everybody from high school and Facebook is coming. Yeah. People I haven't seen. We'll see if their picture actually matches now, what uh... they really look like now. <laughs> Big mystery. Now you do you have to bring back the Philly accent though? Oh, hon, absolutely, <laughs> Absol- doll, right yeah. on, right. You got to go to the movies once in a while, have a coke and a hoogie. Yeah, yeah get a hoogie for yourself. Very nice. Very nice. Right? It is very nice. Everyone's going out and smoke. You know what's good, too? <laughs> Eggles are playing. Eggles are when we get the Eggles. One, number one, right? I grew up down in Delaware County, did, and right? when I go back home, if I'm with anyone, I immediately like don't adjust to it. It's just that's the way you talk I to me. I find that I am not understood until I go to Philadelphia. Is that, yeah, that, if I say, I'll, I'll, I'll have a bottle of water. Yeah. Like, Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll have a bottle of water. Yeah. You have, to, you have to adjust, right? You don't have to have a water, and then we're all going to go down to shore. That's right. Down the shore. Ocean and City. on a boardwalk. Ocean right? City, because I can't go to Rehoboth anymore. Everything no, is trouble. It's too, it's too bad down there. you got to pay a toll. It's too bad. toll on the road, right? <laughs> it's crazy how, like, now, did you realize it growing up? That, that... I, I did. I Yeah, I was actually, like, I was always doing accents as a child. It was uh-huh. really charming. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Especially around the bar. They're like, get the hell out of here, kid. Um, But uh, I moved to Chicago after college. And I felt like 
that's when my ear sort of got tuned into all that other. You know? When people yeah. start to go immediately, like, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you they mean? don't understand you. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, and and um, being one of seven kids, I want to fit in. Right. Know? I'm so desperate for <laughs> Just love. Let me as in. all actors and comedians really yeah. are, even if they don't act like it on the surface. Chicago and that whole scene shape everything for you in, yeah, in terms of absolutely. comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. I went there to study at Second City, and then luckily got hired. And I also worked in another company where I did the show, The Real Life Brady Bunch, with Jane Lynch. And that was Andy gigantic Richter. too, it was right? Insane. Yeah, it yeah. was really a great ride and and i learned a lot and i was up for snl didn't get it but you know i it was it was a great opportunity for me and you know i mean sometimes snl pits you know picks up the women and spits them out so yeah. i i was I, you know i feel like later's but you know I, slow and steady wins the race yeah. meredith was worth waiting for do you know what i mean well here's the thing too like if anybody would have said to you and jane lynch here's where you'll be i mean you would have signed off <laughs> on that deal immediately everyone has there's this whole thing of like oh where do you want your career to go but to just know that you're going to get steady work and be able to keep doing it and right i mean i still had to have my restaurant job up and through the first season of the office just oh, is that you. right oh yeah Oh, hon. Oh, yeah. You got to keep the family business somewhere in your body, right? Um, but yeah, I did. I, it was just like I had so many almost and I just I it almost puts too much pressure on yourself as you're auditioning. If you if you're just looking at everybody like they're a dollar sign, you know what I mean? It's like I feel like you don't really do your best work when you're feeling desperate for, for rent. <laughs> <laughs> so I always kept this extra job and I always had a flyer. I, you, know, I, you know, we did the lampshades there, too. You know, and I, I, right. when, I, when I was working, there, I always my apron pocket just fit my flyer for the for the lampshades and I would pop it out every once in a while. With the with the bill, depending on who I was waiting on and who, how cool they were, and you know. so if you hit it off with somebody and you're like having fun, you're like here. Yeah, come actually, to I remember I, I invited J.J. Abrams and he asked me for a, a, a CD of our st our show. And J.J. Abrams, of course, was doing Alias at the time, and then he's eventually done Star Trek. You know, I mean, he, you know, he's a really yeah. big deal. He he um, eventually. Uh, directed an episode of The Office, and it was a really nice first circle moment for us. And I saw him at the Emmys the first year we were nominated, and he said, "You were our waitress. We're so happy for you." <laughs> That's really so great. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Some people were actually were conscious because I waited on a lot of the rich and famous uh, back then. Yeah. And when you were in LA, just yeah. everybody's coming through. Yeah, and this particular restaurant, I swear, was. Uh, on an ancient burial ground because it was it would be like esther williams ann miller and then like you know um uh colonel clink uh, yeah, right. um, ernest t bass and uh lebeau from hogan's heroes just happened to be having lunch it was like an acid trip really who needs drugs it was like the I, it's still like that that place it's it's insane um for you though okay second season of the office is where you start to say to yourself i'm now professional this is this is working out for me yeah i mean i i actually um gave my notice at the restaurant and my boss said we were gonna get you cake but you'll be back you'll be back <laughs> But I realized, like, I think we're, I, some part of me knew I was on. this was on to something bigger. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going and how long it was going to last, but, yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, about your background being from Philadelphia is no one there. None of your friends are supportive. That's almost <laughs> a give me that your friends almost go, that can't work I, out I, for I you. I know, I know. It's when not going to work When you're out. ready to come back, we'll be here. Yeah. It's not if, it's when. It's when That's you are when ready to come back. Out. Yeah, when things don't work out. You come back home, hon. But I think it's even better, too, like when you do something like go to Chicago because right away there's a chance to still be working, not just auditioning, but you were caught up with so many great people. In that Absolutely. Era. And I, we didn't even know what a golden time it was at the time. But, uh -huh. you know, Steve Carell was there at Second City at the time and, and Steve uh, Stephen Colbert. 
Amy Sedaris, Nia Vardalis. I mean, it was a really, uh, you know, I mean, uh, John Favreau was there at the time. I did right. with him. I mean, we didn't know who was going to pop or when, but you you got the feeling, you know, that something good was happening. And, you know, and then lo and behold, 10, 15 years later, you go, oh, my God. You know, we, we really did have a golden age. Uh, Jeff Garland was there when I was there. Uh-huh. All those people, you know. And everybody's working and everybody's really st- – I mean, you're not looking at anybody there – and that whole group that you mentioned, who seems like they've even got a star thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody right, is Right, right. Everybody working. has. Actually, I was just back uh, for the, the Second City 50th anniversary in December, and uh-huh. it was great. It felt like, I mean, it was just such a, uh, it was an amazing reunion. I kept thinking, if somebody drops a bomb on this building, comedy will die. Right. You know? <laughs> or it'll have a huge hole in it, that's for sure. Well, the uh, the thing is, I guess when you were there, you were thinking, well, we missed the Belushi years or right. Guild or whatever. Yeah. You always think it's some other time. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you came in and tried out for Saturday Night Live, was that with Lauren or other I actually people? had lunch with Lauren. Lauren came to see a show that I did uh, in um, in Chicago called the Miss Vagina Pageant. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to say that? I just said it. Yeah, anyway. you can say whatever uh, you okay, want. Okay, just checking. Son of a bitch. Um, uh, <laughs> That's too far. You don't need the word blow. You're too funny, honey. You're too good for that. Just testing the waters. Yeah. Um, but the... the um, <laughs> But yeah, he came to the show, and then what he did was he was considering four women from the show. There were there were only six women in the show, so four of us got to have lunch with Lauren Michaels, and he took us two at a time. We would walk, one of us would walk with them, uh, while the his one of his producers walked with the other one, and then we would eat lunch, and then we'd switch places. He did this two days in a row. Wow! It was just so it was weird because it kind of made. It, the real Miss Vagina pageant because you're competing against your other <laughs> friends who happen to be female. And two of them actually got on the show is Melanie Hutzel and Beth Kale. This is back in 1991. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I mean, you want to be happy for your friends. and uh, But you so you feel like there's no room to be sad for yourself because you want to be happy for your friends. So actually, it was a, it was kind of a gift in a situation because I, what I realized was that I could look at it like, oh, my God, you know, I, I blew it. This is never going to happen. Or I could just say, well, you know. I I've been noticed. I've been yeah. I've been acknowledged in a sense, and so I, that was what I decided because you know I didn't want to come back to Philadelphia and <laughs> get behind the bar again. So. <laughs> Suddenly, you're back there. Um, it's only by the way, it's only women who will say you have to be happy for your friends. It never dawns on a man to think, oh, my friend got that over me, so I'm happy for him. <laughs> We're just far too competitive with each other. I guess. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but you know, as, as as I'm in this business a long time, though, I think the the one of the worst traits of being an actor is if you if you're a resentful actor. Yeah, it's just a, it just it doesn't help you. And the older you get, the worse it gets. I think. Yeah, you know, it's just like who wants to be around that? You know, I mean, it's hard enough being, you know, in this thankless, weird. You know, uh, some people have it, some people don't. Even you know, it doesn't even matter how talented you are. If you're not business savvy, then you're screwed. Well, have you Unless seen? You're the, really lucky. Have you seen the Joan Rivers documentary yet? I haven't. It's really brilliant, and it's there's like so, it's such a good show business story. But if you think if you get to you know seventy six and you've accomplished all those things and you're still angry and mad, you know you're just like <laughs> I guess at the end of it it just doesn't. But she she's like really amazing. But you would swear she's twenty three years old of who you know. Who do I get? Out? How come this isn't booked? And right. why did that person get that? Right. I remember having lunch with Ann Mira about ten years ago. I did a, a short film with her. I love her. She's one of my, you know, comedy sure. idols. She's not just because she's redhead, but you know, she's yeah. funny as hell. 
And I remember her bitching about her agent. I thought, oh, my God, this is, you know, <laughs> it was, like, so bizarre. Like, oh, my God, you're doing sex on the city. Like, what, you, what, what are you complaining? But I get it now. I get yeah. it. It's, there's a, it's, it's not that it's no, not enough. It's that everybody's worried about the next job. Right. So you almost feel like, you, you know, you, you can't rest because everything could stop and when it's and everything eventually will stop because not every show could, i mean come yeah. on, every show every tv show will eventually end you know it just does i mean maybe the maybe the simpsons won't maybe <laughs> the simpsons the only <laughs> one they start replacing but with this i think it's cool like you going out with the lampshades is that you have something to do besides yeah you lot, know like you got to be able to create absolutely and i know a lot of people think like you know you got a tv show isn't that enough why do you have right. to you know why do you have to k- keep on working and in, during the first season of the show i still did my show every week and then i decided to do the first saturday of every month and and now i end up doing three times a month because we open for the dan band uh and we also do a group show because i like everybody in the show and Funny guy Toby Huss, who does this Rudy Gazzoni mm-hmm. character. Tom Lennon and Ben Garant from uh, Reno 911 do the show a lot too. And it's just like a fun group thing. And a lot of mustaches, a lot of wigs, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of good jokes, a live band. It's just, you know, it's just a, it's a good time. And now, have coming up with all these people that are, like you said, have different levels of success. There's a chance to be involved in each other's projects all the time. Absolutely, like the, like the yeah. Christopher Guest people. To me, they just have the funnest run out of everybody in show business absolutely yeah i mean i'm i'm that is that's a very coveted position i don't know if they're i don't know if they're making another one though they might be done for a while yeah so see even that doesn't last forever no nothing lasts right joan is so damn right (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get a facelift right now No, if i got a facelift i wouldn't work on the show on the i'd be fired well we know that the philadelphia dates are going to sell out for this because it's everybody from your facebook Facebook, in high school right no pressure everybody what what high school are we talking about radner (laughs) archbishop carol and radner oh archbishop carol catholic girl oh yeah yeah so you wait it (laughs) no I, am I crazy or did n- no one party like the Catholic girls, though? Absolutely not, yeah. right? Absolutely. We knew how to party. And also, my dad owned a bar, so we always had a lot of extra, you know, liquor um, sure. in the basement. So I, I can't tell you how many times I hit a six-pack of beer and the leaves <laughs> on the side. You know, you know, you, you had your little system. <laughs> did you have keys to the bar? I did not have keys to the bar. My dad's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Catholic. He's not an idiot. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for Thank you so uh, stopping much. in. Kate Flannery, of course, The Office, which is going great. Now your chance to see her do this uh, comedy lounge act, which uh, I also think anyone who's doing parody really does want to sing those songs. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Well, I can't sing without a wig on. But uh, yeah. check it. we also have a website, thelampshades.com. Check it out. All the dates for all the shows are on there. You can get tickets through there, thelampshades.com. Make sure, though, it's the Helium Club in Philadelphia. July uh, June sixteenth June sixteenth I have it written up here as July oh jeez and then the Stress Factory June seventeenth New Brunswick June seventeenth thanks so much for coming Thank in you so much best of luck to you. Now the guy's got Paulie's apartment. Any problems, he goes to Paulie. 
But now the guy's got to come up with Paulie's money every week, no matter what. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. Ron and Fez show. Hey, I really like that Kate Flannery, huh? She was pretty cool. Adorable. That Philly connection's always great. I know. You just like to hear me talk that way with people. Yeah. Um, those Catholic girls, nothing but trouble. The Lampshades, go check her out. See a real TV star. Uh, and what's the website, Fez? The website is... TheLampshades.com. TheLampshades.com. And then you can also see her the first Saturday of the month at the Improv Olympic, West Hollywood. Because G-Baby can hook up with that. Betty White was saying that because of technology, a younger generation today wouldn't be able to follow the game show Password that her husband, Alan Ludden, hosted for so many years. Yeah, I it's really true. Um, just like kids can't play board games without being just bored with it at all today. Uh, occasionally you try to get a kid to play a board game. They look at you like they're crazy. We did a thing uh, over the vacation where we just... Didn't put the TV on at all. Still couldn't stay away from the computer. Still had the twice a day going, let me check the laptop. Take a look. Yeah, board um, games today, Fez, are all about, look at everyone, look at all these shiny lights. Passwords just sat there. But I don't think that that's even considered, <clears throat> like, um, Hey, that person's really witty or whatever is uh -huh. not even um, considered, like, fun. Because, remember, all those early games were, like, cocktail parties. They were like, here's a cocktail party with interesting kind of uh, people, uh, but you can have them in your living room. And now it's like, hey, look, it's another video game. You got to be real fast to get it. Or would you be willing to do something gross? Now they have one where they, like, fuck up your grandmother if you lose or some shit. You seen the trailers for this? Is this the one where they throw shit off the fucking yeah. building? Downfall, it's called, I believe. Yeah, it's, um... What's his name as the announcer? The guy that shake it up that we used to work with. Oh, Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. I'm doing stuff, yeah. All right, all your shit's gonna be thrown off, brother. So yeah, I don't I don't think I think she's right that password would be the type of thing that people would be interested in anymore. Got and Betty White's on fire. She is. Perez Hilton may be in some trouble for posting a photo online of Miley Cyrus getting out of a limo and not wearing panties. I I heard about that on ONA. Yeah, so even if it's photoshopped, he could still be in trouble. You can't photo... I guess you can't. Well, <clears throat> what if it's not him who's photoshopping it? Well, he's the one who actually posted it on his Twitter page. He put it out there for everyone, whether he did it or not. 
if it's photoshopped, it shouldn't be illegal. Well, it's like why can you have you can't have like cartoon sex is illegal. Really? Yeah, like those things where Homer is fucking Lisa Simpson. You can't have pedophile cartoon sex. Oh, I that know seems that. crazy since there's no children and children involved. Just an, a drawing. It's imaginary. Uh, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, the Run. Uh, you haven't given out in, in a while. How about uh, Fez Watley for Beanie Cup? Why would he get the Beanie Cup today? Just, you know, he's having a great day there, you know? He is fucking uh, pulling a lot of uh, rebounds. Uh, obviously, he's hitting the three-pointer. And the assists are all over the place today. Could find himself with a beanie cup. What is the next Celtics Lakers? That is tonight. That's game six back in LA. And of course, Celtics up three games to two. A must win, of course, for Los Angeles. Now, I think you have to even be a Celtics fan and know the Lakers are going to win this game tonight. You can't imagine that they're not. I had. Uh, and you're looking out here in Brazil, of course, looks so much like the Lakers, the way they play fucking soccer. They are the Lakers of uh, of soccer league. But it's one of those deals where you know from any tradition this game has to go seven. You have to have seven in this series because you want to have it as some memorable series. So it's fate, basically. It's yeah, fate. and not even just fate, but if you're a Celtics fan... I think you want to win Game 7 in L.A. I'm not sure if winning Game 6 in L.A. has the same ring to it. Ring to it. Thornton. Sean Thornton. Some cable companies and other companies like that are starting to go into extra fees if you get to talk. I, I, this is the news part, part of the show, huh? Quick news. Well, it's just uh, something I was going to bring up where you're getting charged to talk to an actual customer service agent. You get an extra fee if you... Uh... <laughs> Fez Watley's Quick News. So, to me, totally worth it. If you want to charge me an extra buck and I get to talk to the human, that's fine. I will pay it. Now, on the lighter side of the news, look at this duck. It's wearing an Abraham Lincoln hat and painting with his mouth. Quick news! Let's take a look at the weather with Chris Tanley. Sunny. And that's quick news with a quick weather update. Fez, there's some tree sellers out there who think it's Christmas in June. We'll find out coming up. Sarah Palin is trying to get a uh, arrange a trip to London where she's going to meet with Margaret Thatcher. Now, Margaret Thatcher has been out of it for, I think, a good 10 years. She is not going to have any clue who Sarah Palin is when she comes walking up to her. This is basically shooting her 2012, uh, first 2012 presidential campaign ad. Now let's take a look at technology. Uh, Gary Coleman's, uh, according to his living will, if he went into a coma, 
He wanted to be kept around for 15 days. 15 days. Uh, his plug was pulled on the first one. So, and then the Utah uh, medical examiner's office said the family's rights, their decisions will supersede a living will. What is the point of having one of these things filled out if nobody has to pay any attention to it? They're basically just wiping your mouth with it while you're in the coma. Ooh, that's true. I don't know. Um, do you think they ever even at the hospital goes, does he have a living will? I've never even heard it come up before. Maybe it's just something to make you feel better while you're healthy, but while you're sick, uh, fuck it. We're going to do our own thing. Chris, Wisconsin, you're on a Fez. Afternoon, boys. Um, I had a friend who used to work for the Bulls uh, playing the music, and every year while they were running their series uh, and doing so well, I would call how the series was going to go based on who won, and every year I won money off of him because he was like, oh, shit, this isn't going to happen. And I'm like, no, they've got to run the series for the advertising, for the, for the fans. It's not completely... Uh, it's not completely unplanned. Every series they go, they get another bonus for going. Look, if it's Celtics-Lakers, we need a seven-game series. That's the excitement. The pressure is not going to be on the Celtics tonight. That The fucking uh, L.A. is going to be nuts wanting this win. We're going to game seven. I, I will be shocked if we don't go to this game seven. And then we'll, they will have let down the entire series. You need this to go seven. All right, that is it for us. Uh, we're out of here. Uh, thanks to our good friend Kate Flannery, uh, our new best buddy. You can see her in uh, Philadelphia tonight. Um, Who filled out the July for me, too? Is that you? That's me. It's uh, June 16th. I apologize. That's tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Philly. June 16th. Um, and then Stress Factory, New Brunswick. Tomorrow, Helium Club, Philadelphia. June 16th. Stress Factory, New Brunswick. June 17th. That is it for us. Anything else we need to plug, Fezzy? If you're following the World Cup, you can move over to Sirius XM Channel 214. Pick up the Brazil-Korean match going on now. Ole, 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 ole. Who are they playing, Korea? I think it's South Korea. I get the two Koreas mixed up. Then why are they wearing red? It seems like uh, the communists should be able to As a clever disguise. It's North Korea. It's North Korea? All right. Makes a mistake. Makes sense. Communist fucks. Yeah, they are. But in the meantime, doing okay for themselves so far. That's it for us. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow. And that's the end of my show.